and we are live here at the Last Word Campfire. But before we get into anything else, I want to say this real quick. This past week, the world lost a true diamond in the rough. In the world of television, movies, and games, it's rare someone can bring so much to every medium he touched. The Wire, Fringe, John Wick franchise, Horizon Zero Dawn, and to many of our listeners as Commanders of Allah throughout the Destiny franchise, we were lucky to have him as part of the cast. He was the true vanguard to the community and will be sorely missed. Gone too soon. Rest in peace, Lance Riddick. Uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, our timing of having the show last week was right before that happened, so we've kind of had a week to digest it, but I know none of us handled it too well. Um, Travis, how you been? I'm okay, man. I know last week... I know last week that one hit you because you actually got a chance to chat with him, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. We hung out for a couple hours um, on camera and off camera for an episode of Fireteam Chat. And he was super awesome to be around. Uh, he was really funny, willing to talk about stuff he probably shouldn't have. <laughs> His PR guy would have probably been mad at him for talking about. And uh, um, yeah, he was just a cool dude. I wouldn't say a diamond in the rough. I'd say he was a diamond in the limelight. I mean, he was just, yeah, he was cool. I was also just a fan of, like, I watched a lot of his um, his shows. He does a lot of, like, nerdy sci-fi, not just Destiny. Right. Um, he was in a Comedy Central show called Corporate that I really liked. Um, yeah, man. It's a bummer. Nice guy. Super chill. Super down-to-earth. Loved Destiny. Yeah. At his core, I mean. Loved it. Loved it. People looked up his account and he was playing it the day before we lost him. It's just crazy yep. to think that somebody like that is just playing all the time. Yeah, man. Well, uh, it's a bummer. Um, Just to give him a chance to speak on the matter, I will bring in our guests. So let's do this. Welcome to episode number 242. This week, we saw the Destiny community dive back into the Crucible in hopes of reaching the... Uh, in hopes of re apparently I miswrote this one in hopes of reaching the lighthouse thank you for a wonderful typo that's beautiful Brackus Forge has returned with Iron Banner and even Bungie put out an article with some charts and plans for the future so who better to join us this week than a lighthouse regular in PvP extraordinaire his competitive spirit was strong even at a young age when he was eager when his early goal was to be able to beat his father at Halo even if he did inherit nice. inverted controls by doing so Halo Reach, Modern Warfare 2, those both honed his competitive shooter edge, while games like Super Meat Boy and Dark Souls pushed him to be a better gamer and overcome some of the toughest challenges out there. So let's welcome a man who has been to the lighthouse so many times, he has dual citizenship there, started his streaming career just to prove he wasn't cheating, has streamed for 48 hours straight, a feat few of us have even claimed to try, a true hunter main who will juke you out of your shoes while still knowing to never take Destiny 2 PvP all that seriously, and has helped raise tons of money for amazing charities. No challenge is too much for this man after he casually swam with sharks and left unscathed. Let's hear it for Sepper. Now I'm going to say it wrong. Sep. Oh no, you're so close. I know, so close. <laughs> How do you say it again? Oh, it's Sepere. 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 How yeah, you doing, sep man? Sepi. Sounds like an anime character. Oh, Sepere. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a... Uh, a really good week for PvP. I'm I'm really excited to uh to see the changes go into effect and 
I I have like been begging for some of these changes for for so long. I'm like, all people need is just one small seasonal reward for comp. Like, we don't need anything flashy. Everyone's like, oh, we need huge cosmetics and everything. So, really excited for the little changes that we're getting to comp. Some of the the quality of life changes getting to trials. I'm I'm really thrilled about the uh, the changes coming forward. And a little bit of love goes a long way when it comes to PvP. We don't. You know, it, we've survived so long without getting new maps and things like that. So it's uh, it's it's quite nice to see these little changes finally come into effect. Indeed. Well, indeed. just to get a little... Uh, uh, yeah, indeed. Indeed. Uh, to get a little background on you, though, uh, you had some fun ones listed. You had Hollow Knight, Subnautica, Super Meat Boy, Dark Souls, Halo Reach. Um, quite... Super uh, Meat Boy. Yeah, Loaded. I know. going to say... Hollow Knight, I know, like, the final phase of that is just absolutely brutal. Sekiro, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, like, you definitely don't shy away from challenging your gaming adventures, do you? No, I really do love the uh, the overcoming the challenge. And Hollow Knight was actually something I played a lot more recently. I just mm -hmm. uh, finished the, uh, like, the, the, I think it's the 112% run where you have to, like, do the true ending. And it's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's an extremely it's fun game. Its base game is very easy, but the... Uh, the DLCs definitely ramp it up quite a bit with the Radiant challenges, so I enjoyed it a lot. Nice. Uh, so for you, I mean, obviously you started out gaming a little bit with um, Halo as well. Is that kind of where your shooter stuck? And then also, are you still playing Inverted to this day? I've got to know, because that's just not a common one people I do still play Inverted Controller to this okay. day. MNK, I do not. Yeah, so basically when I was eight years old, my uh, dad finally introduced me to Halo. My mom said, okay, you can you can play in the video game where you're shooting aliens. That's fine. That's you know, that's that's enough of a dissociation. You know, Patriotic. My, yeah, my, my mother's like, this is okay. So me and my dad would play Halo together and he would just just absolutely kick my butt over and over and there's nothing nice. I could do about it. So I'm like, he's cheating. There's there's something <laughs> that my father is not telling me. So I go into his controls and since he was always like an ace flight combat simulator guy, he loved his plane games. Um, he played inverted controller because it just made sense to him. I can translated really well. So I copied that, learned it and then finally beat him. And then it just stuck. I just didn't stop playing inverted controller. It was always kind of a, a quirk. So yeah, I do still play that. Um, thankfully, M&K, I don't because oh. I totally different translation. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. That's usually where I hear inverted from because, yeah, in the world of flight, yeah, you pull back on the stick, plane goes up in the air. It's kind of how the, how it literally works. So that one makes sense that it actually carried over from your dad to you. Um, but it's held on this long for controller. That is it weird to go back and forth between controller and mouse and keyboard, or is that this just this far in your? It's just pretty natural. Oh no, it's just the way that I learned controller at this point. It's just completely natural. Same. Well, um. I did also want to ask real quick, being as I've done some pretty lengthy streams, I don't know if I quite got to 24 hours. I don't know if I've done one of those yet. You did 48 hours on a stream, like just 48 straight. hours straight of trials. I took two 15 minute breaks, both for showers, because, yeah, <laughs> you, that seems justified. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to argue that your you, skin. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was all trials. The just helping people out or stacking with friends it was a it was a great time it's a lot of trials how many any idea how many matches that end up being over the course of 48 hours almost 400 
Not bad. That's a lot. That's some. That's some grinding. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of gaming. Yeah. When was that? How recent? Um, let's see. That would have been last summer. So I started out doing these long streams, and I did a twenty-four, and then a thirty, and a thirty-six. People are like, "Oh, you got to do the forty-eight. You got to do the 48. And I'm like, "Pretty sure that there's like a lot of things that say that's incredibly unhealthy." But <laughs> I was up to the challenge, so I said I'll do it one single time. It's definitely quite bad for you, and I don't recommend it. But it was a fun you challenge have a to do one time. Desk. Do you have a standing desk? No, no, I didn't. But I did. Uh, I did end up uh, standing up for for quite a, a bit of it, and just being slightly mediocre at it. Uh, having a yeah. nice chair was pretty important to that. Otherwise, I would have been in a coffin. Yeah, <laughs> what was the what was the hardest part of like? I mean, obviously, forty hours you probably just went to bed and passed out. But like when you woke up the next yeah. day, what felt like what, what hit you the worst? Was it like back hurt like hell, really hungry? I mean, what was the weird part that it, like? So what was the recovery um, like? Doing a decent amount of long streams, I actually got into a pretty good habit of keeping myself incredibly hydrated because that's the first thing you notice when you stay up is your dehydration hits really badly. Um, and then I fed myself some food that would last a decent amount of time, uh, some pretty basic like rice and chicken and like things like, yeah, I had to treat it super healthily. Otherwise, healthy. I wasn't. Okay, nice, it. nice. So the next day, the only thing that I felt was just truly like drained. Like imagine like a horrible hangover. You just wake up and you're like, ah, oh, the sun. I don't want to move. <laughs> I just feel like you just kind of got hit by a truck. So you're like, all right, yeah. <laughs> today's today is just a write off. How long? I've did never it been. Take I've never been hungover, but I hear. <laughs> but I have stayed. I have stayed up for like days at a time, and I hear it's... that they're very similar feelings. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite interesting for sure. Yeah. What were you saying about this? Uh I was gonna say um I lost my train of thought. Oh it's gone. It's gone <laughs> it's forever. Gone. It's just watching it. it's no big deal. <laughs> um, yeah, so just I mean, honestly, hydrate, healthy food. That's kind of one of the things you hear for even just like day one rate. It's like have some meal prepped, have plenty of water, yeah, stretch your legs. Yeah, it's... it makes a world of a difference. And the the other thing is, I didn't let myself have any caffeine for the first thirty hours for that. So it was incredibly exhausting. But I like I made sure that I wasn't going to try to overdo it on caffeine or rely on it or anything because that that's truly just dangerous at that point. Being yeah. caffeine reliant for forty hours. So yep, wanted to make sure I was taking care of my heart as well. But People have asked me if I'm ever going to do more um, or a 48 again. Like there might be a day I do a 48 again. I don't see it happening, uh, but I will not be doing more because that's just genuinely dangerous. It's not healthy for the brain whatsoever to stay up for three days straight. I see the look on uh, your face, Travis, like you've done it a few too many times. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan of the crunch. And sometimes that means staying up for days at a time, which uh, it's never good in the long run but sometimes it's necessary man and you're right about caffeine i'm not allowed to have caffeine just in general in life so that's sort of shitty and then also kind of an advantage sometimes because when i have to crunch i feel way more naturally prepared for it like my body doesn't rely on that stuff so yeah when i'm in the zone i can just stay up for as long as i need to i don't get tired until i feel like i've earned it <laughs> It's mm -hmm. just the way I'm wired. So. <laughs> not for trials, though. Trials is the hobby. That's that's the that's the fun part. That's not work for me. Well, I mean, sometimes it's work, but not usually. 
Yeah, uh, when it comes to when it comes to trials, like I just genuinely had to decide, like, hey, I'm not allowed to care because if I put too much energy into the games, then I'm just gonna drain myself even quicker. Oh yeah, did did you was your did it lower your KD overall? The uh, no, it was actually uh, it was actually a pretty really? good weekend. I think I played it like wow. a two point nine that weekend. I was gonna was say how bad. many matches you said you were like. Oh, how, what was your like win I think rate like, on matches or something like? Um, it was probably like four hundred to thirty. I think I lost a decent amount that weekend. You say 430 is a decent amount. I'm like, that's less than 10% that you lost. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you lose some. But he's in the, <laughs> he's in the upper echelon. He's in the elite territory, yeah. He's got, he's got a high bar. Should we'll we jump into talking about trials? Uh, I was going to just ask transition? real quick before uh, leaning into the Destiny world. Uh, we got to know favorite class, which I think I know what it is, but I kind of want to know why it's your favorite class. God, please don't say Hunter. So um, I do enjoy Hunter. Um, it's <laughs> it's just easily the most entertaining class that you can play due to how quickly you can uh, get around the map. You can abuse the movement a lot. Strands added a ton to it. Um, so that's been very entertaining. I do play Titan and Warlock. I play Voidlock for PvP. It's just genuinely it got incredible ability kit. Um, it's not very fast, but... It feels really good, and then for Titan, like everything except for uh, Solar Titan, feels really good to me. I just never took the time to bother learning how to throw a hammer at a head, so that's pretty much the only thing that I don't play on Titan. But it's it's pretty universal. I make sure that I mix it up a lot more than I used to, but I am definitely the most um, uh, comfortable on uh, Hunter, just with how I can get around the map. I was gonna say I watched just some of your clips and streams and stuff, just the. There is something about watching a high-skilled hunter move, and it will definitely make you feel like I, a normal person is just walking through, like, molasses or sludge because I do feel <laughs> like I'm just, like, completely ridiculously slow in, in comparison. So it is... So... The skill gap is quite quite noticeable when you watch. So with my gameplay, it's, it's pretty silly, um, but I, I, am, I am very uh, proud of how fast that I am in the game. I used to do a lot of speed running in uh, Warframe, and then I did also speed running for Super Meat Boy, and I did do some speed running for the Halo Reach Lassos. Um, so speed running's always been like a part of me. I've always enjoyed it, but um, I wanted to see how I could implement that into PvP. So I've found like all the different nooks and crannies that you can bounce off of and, uh, on Hunter, or the different places you can gain momentum off of on Warlock, and uh, I've really tried to implement that as fast as possible. It's kind of created, you know, a semi-unique uh, way to play. People always tell me that they're uh, really excited to watch me, like, kind of be as obnoxious as I can on the maps or as quick as I can and always catch people off guard because they're coming out of their spawn, but I'm meeting them there. Especially with the grapples. Oh, the grapples have made it so much, so much yeah, faster. I can imagine abusing <laughs> that and just kind of getting the momentum for just messing with people's minds and be like, hey, and you're like already just there waiting, big giant red dot waiting for their face or something. Um, what is to, so to go with the movement, are you more close range shotgun type or do you just get in position snipe? What is your, do you know, kind of typical loadout that you Um, feel comfortable with? I absolutely play everything. Um, I have been using a lot of SMG snipe recently just because the immortal has been so much fun. Um, same with the Iclos being incredibly strong, you know, that, that whole SMG kit in itself might be a little overtuned, but it's been really enjoyable. Uh, I do of course, hand cannon shoddy, uh, a lot as well 
Uh, the only weapons that I really steer away from these days is I avoid like bows and fusion rifles as much I knew as possible. You were say that. Anything with a charge time. <laughs> My God. But uh, I've played a ton with auto rifles, pulse rifles, SMGs, sidearms. They're hand cannons. They're all incredibly fun right now. And I really like the way that everything has been balanced as of recently, um, with the exception of a few specific weapons, honestly. Well, I mean, that kind of takes us into trials, which did kick off this weekend. Um, How do you feel about the Monarch hand cannon players? Um, listen, we... <laughs> <laughs> I'll we be in the same room group. as one. <laughs> What if I told you you're on the stream with one? Yeah. Well, you probably made me uh you probably made me peek my mic a few times then. <laughs> I was doing that this weekend in trials. My god, dude, it felt so good. It's specifically well, it was... the Luminarch just cuz it re- limits your recovery. Normally yeah, like exactly. any other bow doesn't actually get under my skin, but man, getting poisoned like yep. uh getting poisoned and then I fly at you and just one drives me batty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that there are right. certain weapons, so I always wonder this because, like, with Iron Banner going on, just you know, if I'm not thinking too much or just want to play really casually, I'll throw in like Wither Horde just to be annoying for points. And I always wonder, do you guys think there are certain weapons that uh, Bungie could like uninvent? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there, there really are. Yeah, so uh, for example, Luminar, <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Come no, on. really. Okay, so the to be fair, Luminarch is an incredible uh, weapon as far as PvE goes. It has a lot of utility, and it really shouldn't be taken away from PvE players. But for PvP, it's just one of those that it doesn't fit in nicely because bows do already have like a pretty good niche in the Crucible. So to add something that poisons, you know, it's a little frustrating. But yeah, there's like uh like how many times they tune Chaperone or things like that. You know, it's like okay, how many times do we have to nerf something before we're like, hey, maybe. <laughs> Maybe we like there's like should be a separation between uh, PvP and PvE where we like take a couple of things out. Yeah, Travis, is there anything you would like to disinvent from the world of it? Maybe we could just separate hunters. and be like hunters, just the whole yeah. class. Delete them. Delete them. <laughs> Get them out. No, I I don't think so. Um, I generally like more tools and more options in the toy box, especially when it's Destiny and it's not really serious competitive. I mean, oh, absolutely, it's, it, it's sort of just about having fun, and so that's yeah. I think the beauty of that is that it's not Halo super finely tuned arena multiplayer. It's just silly. You you earned all these toys, and now you get to bring them to bear against your friends. And there's something to that that's beautiful. And obviously, I want there to be competitive modes and i want there to be a you know better healthier ranked playlist and all that stuff but the 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 ranking of it is that how well can you use that toolbox and what are your personal preferences and you know i've been on a lamonarch hand cannon kick for you know the better part of like three or four seasons now just because oh it's just so fun it's just it's just so <laughs> yeah fun. if you enjoy it i'm enjoying it i don't feel like i'm cheating it's not like the two tap walk away thorn days right like you have to oh no it's you, not you, that you, ha- you have a, you have a draw time you have a draw time right they you you have to switch weapons and optimize around like handling perks and uh, it you know, was an overpowered weapon when you could it was. Like, buff it, it um, was. but it's been tuned back enough where I can yeah. acknowledge that it's not and, unreasonable. It's just and I did and I didn't use it back then. By the way, I didn't use yeah. it back when it was super OP. I waited till they tuned it down, and then I started playing around with it 
um, I'm kind of a little hipster with my builds where like when something's no longer popular, I'm like, let's see if I can make that's that exactly fun. what I did with stasis. Everyone's like, you hated stasis for like a year and a half just because shattered dive and then I mained it for a year as soon as they like tanked it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> now I'll play around with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like no, throwing glaciers on walls and seeing what you can do with dusk fields. And I'm like, oh, it's, this is, it's this fun is to nice. build your own stuff. Um, I feel like there are some weapons that get around specific things in the game that kind of irritate me. Like, um, you know, I'm a just in the same way that the hunter loves mobility as a Titan. I like controlling the battlefield. I like people thinking that they know the map and then they find out that I've changed the map or added some sort of obstacle that kind of messes with their strategy. And that's like the most, that's like peak Titan, right? Is control the battlefield, make their plan, not go the way that they think it's going to be. Um, and stop their momentum. That's the the hunter counter, right? Just stop <laughs> yes, the momentum. Um, and uh, I feel like some weapons get around that. Like there's weapons that shoot through shield. Or I, does the does the um, what's the, what the hell is that fusion rifle? Why am I forgetting it? The the kinetic fusion rifle. Does that still go through shields? Bastion. 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 I know yeah. it breaks no. them very quickly. It, it breaks them quick, but it, it breaks them and them. kills them in one burst. That's what it is. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like the triple. It goes juju juju. So the first shot breaks the shield, and then the next two kill them, which is crazy. Like I don't think it does that anymore, but it did it for a while. And I feel like there's there's a nice opportunity for there to be counters, obviously. But I feel like if there's like a core identity, like if you had a weapon that you know made it so that hunters couldn't move quickly hunters would be like that's bullshit right like that just yeah. you're taking away my fantasy and i feel like stasis uh there strand. Were some... stasis strand but yeah strand strand you have to be both of them i would say you kind of have to be foolish you have to get yourself in kind of a bind uh to actually get slow no pun intended um, haha. <laughs> um but uh yeah stuff like that i'm i annoys me but I, i'm generally sort of just chill on it because it's it's destiny it's not it's not a not unreal yeah, they've made it very clear it's it's not meant to be taken at an esports level or anything like that it's not yeah but i feel like there's still a place for competitive because there's people who really like it and it has something that those other games don't have which is it has a meta competitiveness because in order to be competitive you have to be really into other aspects of the game and that's just like part of it there's no you know, in Halo, you don't have to go and play the campaign a whole bunch if you want to be competitive in PvP. You don't have to, like, go and accomplish raids and do all this other stuff and be there for the seasonal yeah, content and all that. You just hop in and you play, and it's it's designed to be perfectly tuned, and it's 100% meritocracy. Um, and I think there's definitely a place for that. It's probably my preference, actually, when it comes to competitive. I I prefer that, the arena sandbox. But Destiny has something really unique going for it, and I think it it... You know, I'm really glad to see them talking about Crucible this week and their plans for it because I think it really could have a unique place in the competitive shooter landscape. Of yeah, absolutely. It's it's casual competitive, right? It's like the, mm-hmm. it's really interesting kind of hybrid that I think has a has a really unique role. So, um, I'm I'm speaking more lovingly about the Destiny PvP than I have in a while because I had a a very fun time uh, with trials this weekend, um, even though I didn't get to play that much. So um, yeah, it's a good time. That's kind of what I wanted to go into though, is like where, what was your guys experience like in trials this weekend? Obviously everybody had a very specific goal. 
trying to get yeah. uh, the new weapon. Um, you know, it's funny as I didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll start, which is that um, I'm reviewing Diablo four. So I had to spend the entire weekend playing that. And then on Monday I, it started GDC. So I was covering GDC. I had to preview a bunch of games. I'm still writing stuff uh, from GDC. So I, I just couldn't, I knew I wasn't going to be able to get the submachine gun, but I had enough time on one night. I think it was like Sunday night. I had time for one ticket. It was like, an hour and i was like i'm just gonna go with it i didn't have a group i didn't have enough time to lfg i was just like i've got like an hour i could probably do one full card and i think i got to like five wins and then i lost two in a row but um those games were all super fun even the ones i lost and the ones i lost was just because i was playing with randoms and communication is always so hit or miss on freelance and I ended up with, you know, teams on the first one. It was teams that just rushed the whole time. And then the second team, it was people who could not make decisions. You know, those people who just kind of like stand and like they're paralyzed with fear. Mm-hmm. And you're like, do something. <laughs> he's, he's, he's absolute. Somebody just shoot him. Uh, so, but you know, the first match I played, I went like eight, 8.0, I think was nice. my kill efficiency. And that was my first, you know, crucible match in a while and trials. And it just, it just felt good. It was just like nice. I was having fun with it. People were using Strand, which was really interesting because I hadn't seen a whole bunch of it in Crucible up until this point, and it was it was nice to see them. Um, it feels a little underpowered, aside from the mobility thing. Like hitting somebody with the Strand didn't really feel like the end of the world, right? It wasn't like Stasis where you're like, I'm screwed. It was like, okay, yeah. I could probably deal with this, yep. um, which is kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, man, I just had a fun time. I only played one card. I won a bunch of matches, then I lost a couple. And then when the ticket ended, I think I played like one or two more matches just for a good measure. And I, I had a good time. Um, I knew I wasn't going to get the submachine gun, but I, I had a, a fun time just playing. And uh, I will probably jump back in next weekend. Next weekend that they have the submachine gun. I'm hoping it happens again this it'll season. Be like week it happen. It'll be like week nine they said or something. They already said it's the last uh, week of the season. There oh, great. Be, so last, uh, last week of the season... I really hope I'm not as swamped as I was this weekend because it was really cool to see energy around <clears throat> getting uh getting into trials and um yeah I want I want to I want to get that submachine man got to do it so, so as you kind of mentioned it and then I'll let you go Sep um before like I kind of get my experience I just wanted to give a quick shout out to fire team based matchmaking as a solo player um it seems to be working really well. Like, I will tell you, of every match that I played, and I don't know how many I played, I played enough to eventually get up to seven wins, which took a little while, whether it was, like, 15 or 20 or something like that. If it was ones, if it was solos, it was solos. If it was two and one, it was two and one. I don't think I ever saw a three stack the entire weekend. Yeah. Uh, Well, granted, I I only played on Monday because I did a decent amount of the Diablo beta, and I had family in town, so I was, like, sneaking in, like, little bits of gaming here and where I could. So I was post-Flawless Pool, which I know we'll get into that little discussion, but... I still, just for the number of matches I played, yes, I got stomped in some, had the good teams on others, but overall, just the fact that the matchmaking in and of itself, when they got rid of freelance, it works now. I am very happy about that. So I just wanted to say that. And then Sep, um, just kind of wanted to get your experience over the weekend at more of a higher level for trials. How was the grind for it? How was matchmaking for you? All those kind of things. How was the weekend? So the weekend overall was a huge success. It was it was a great weekend. Um, it's always great seeing um, trials be healthy again and like a huge population burst. So we love seeing that, and hopefully it happens again for uh, the shotgun week and the SMG week. 
I don't have expectations other than that because most people kind of already get their guns, but maybe more people will be in since fireteam-based matchmaking is kind of a new permanent thing that's always going to be in. Um, that system works perfectly. I quite, Kind of the opposite. I basically ran in a team of three the whole weekend doing raffles or playing with friends, and uh, we didn't run into a single uh, solo queue, duo queue, any of that. So it worked Beautiful. just how it should, and uh, nice. we had... We had uh, nothing but good games the uh, the whole weekend. The literal only complaint I have is Rikovs do seem to be back. So we oh, have, really? Huh. We have a yeah. We have we had quite a few games where we're like, oh, playing against uh, you know some people going for it, and they ended up being point nines, and they were playing at like three point fours. And I'm like, this is an interesting thing because Bungie's made improved. it very clear many times. They've just, just really. They've gotten um, good at the game, okay? They oh yeah, the no, they stepped it up. Leveled up, yeah. made the difference for them. Yeah. yeah, they want to want yeah. they want that Dragon Ball Z. Uh, what is it? The time the 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 time capsule they go in where they can train for one day and it's like years inside. Yeah, what's exactly. it? They they, they, they went through their one brutal training session that they needed That's and right. now they've evolved. Yeah, um, I, mean, I would wonder sure. like what Bungie uses for analytics on that because. Me, I'm a mediocre player. Like, I had one match where I think I went 8 0, where it's just like the whole team just synergizes and somehow, like, I'm on the good team and somehow they, like, bring me up. But as, like, on a general average, I am probably sitting at, like, 1.1. I'm, like, I'm mediocre and slightly above, like, 1. So it is, as you said, it's, like, normally a 0.9. He's playing at a 3.4. Thank you. Hyperbolic time chamber. Sorry. No. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, I knew somebody in the comments was going to remember. Thank you. But. I kind of wonder, it's like on the analytics, as you said, if you see somebody's obviously playing like out of their mind and if they, you know, if somebody does a recov, it's not one round goes well. It's like if seven matches, like your average is here and you're playing at this kind of level, you'd think that would be something that would be noticeably easy to spot. Cause I know they really frown on recovs, but apparently I didn't know they were actually that rampant again. Crazy. Yeah. It, it's just because of the SMG and it being no. the quite literal best PVP gun in the game. Like that's, that's the issue when it comes down to it is it has the most range of any SMG other than Shiro's as a better TTK and target lock is a new perk that just, is really really effective on a submachine gun so it's uh it's without a doubt the best gun in the game and everyone wanted it so some people took it too far which you know i'll uh, i'll be interested to see kind of what the response is around that if people get caught or you know it's so it's, it's always weird but other than that trials went really well um flawlesses didn't seem to be an issue because of the fact that you know the population was so healthy there's so many people playing the game. Um, I only played against, you know, three stacks. So it went really well. I did do OQ uh, with my partner on Sunday in the Flawless Pool. And that also went really well. It seems like the Flawless Pool, there's a lot of people now giving it a shot finally, now that they're talking about getting rid of it. Um, <laughs> because, time, of the right? fact, because of the fact that they can farm adepts on game seven. Games one through six in the Flawless Pool were dead. There was like a total population of 100. But in game seven, there was, you know, a, like you rarely ever match the same people. Everyone was just going for their SMGs. So um, I did manage to get my depth grad roll. I think it took around like in the 30s. I got pretty lucky, but I got over 60, I think, that weekend. So yeah. it was a it was overall a pretty good weekend. And so what uh, is your actual god roll if you got it? And for uh, all of our listeners out there as well, what are they looking for? Uh, what they're looking for is either full bore or hammer forge in the first slot, second slot, ricochet. Um, you can settle for high cal. Then rangefinder is a must. Target lock is incredibly powerful right now. In fact, it's so powerful that we would 
not be surprised to see it get nerfed pretty soon or taken off of an SMG entirely. Because on an auto rifle, target lock kind of brings an auto rifle into the meta. On an SMG, it's just dumb. It <laughs> so, over. yeah, target lock is the best without a doubt, but we're expecting that to kind of get nuked. So maybe also go for a kill clip roll if you can, and then range for the masterwork. So basically just nice. maxing out the range and sacrifice everything else. Is there anything you would switch if you're on controller versus mouse and keyboard? Any difference there is still all the same? Yeah, in- instead of full bore run Hammerforge, you could use the extra stability. It'll be nice. Yeah, because yeah, I know full bore has some sacrifices. Full bore drops it. that stability yep. bad. Yeah. Target lock is recent, huh? Target yeah, lock's just brand. this season for... I think SMG it came out last season on one heavy machine gun. And that's yeah. it. And then this season it came out on auto rifles, SMGs. Yeah, because I, I the make sh- the uh, I do IGN's Zura article every week, so I'm used to looking at perks, and I I, I think don't think I've seen yeah the retrofit escapade yet. which I've been using all season, <laughs> or basically like since this season with I've had because now the whole thing is making orbs. We can all do that all the time, and volatile flows just sitting there and waiting. So in the PVE side of things, having a void machine gun that just like constantly has volatile flow going, you can just mow down an entire oh arena. Oh my god. Yeah. So hits within 0.2 seconds of each granting a scaling damaging buff of 12 point. So that oh, means you em- quick, yeah. that means if you, you s- empty your your SMG clip, you've got like what 25% damage buff or something like that. Depending on resilience, you uh kill the strand uh hunter super in seven or eight bullets. Jesus. It goes that fast high. I didn't think it killed yeah, the super it, it that ran, fast. Ran up that quickly. He's God damn. Yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah, there's right, the well, Hake High Impact yeah. Auto that's got the target lock on it as well. The Lodbrok, I think it is. Yeah, yeah the I mean, Lodbrok actually is pretty good with the target lock. I thought it was just a meme, but I did try that out. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to... I mean, I snuck in some time, but there was good population, it looked like. I mean, I saw people farming this weekend. I saw posts all over Twitter with regards to... Did they get their layer their god roll? I saw I think it was Panda who had it was just the one who kept popping up as like four fifty rolls, ninety rolls. I think he had like a hundred and thirty of the weapon drop and still trying to get his god roll. So it's like obviously some are unlucky. Um yeah. but it is nice to see something like that obviously come in and spike the population. Now, had that have been on week three or four, as opposed to week one, you would get more of an influx later, but less of the overall population be there. I'd be kind of curious what the numbers are. And again, the last week you might get a little pop. So it's weird to see. It would be lower. I think it's why they swapped Iron Banner and Trials, to be honest, is to kind of keep the Lightfall momentum. Since they were already getting a couple of mixed reviews, they're like, all right, how can we keep this population riding for just a little bit longer? I wouldn't and, know uh, anything about I mean, that. it delivered. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it did. Definitely. Mixed reviews. Extra views, yeah. Don't know anything about those. No big deal. Didn't, oh, okay. didn't hear. Didn't hear about that. No. The, the author of one sitting around the campfire is like, huh? No, I not do. I. <clears throat> that's crazy. No, but I mean, that's when it comes to Lightfall, you are far from the only one. And most people have, and most people, we talked about this enough, but it's like, if you look at the thing as a complete package, what's the new player experience like? What would this be? Where are the playlists at? As opposed to just like, yeah, the story wasn't great, but when you take in the whole picture, some was good, some was bad. And it's it was not their shining example of the best expansion. And I'm guessing they know that as well when they kind of take a hard look at some of the stuff they put out. Now, I wanted to save 
Do you guys want to save this week's story for the end, or do you want to knock out that right now? Um, <laughs> we can just knock it out. We may as well, and then we can get back to yeah, the sure. Uh Have you guys both played the story this week? Yes. Okay. Spoiler warning for anybody who hasn't played the story. Uh, if you are listening to this and you have not played through Season of Defiance up to week four, now is your time to bail and go play it. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this week's story? Travis, you had a little laugh first. I wanted to get your take Sorry. on it this week. Sorry, I was laughing because um, my buddy Warren, so word up to my, my buddy Warren. He uh, he called me... <laughs> He called me a joy bringer in the comments, so I banned him. <laughs> so he's on a timeout. He'll be back in 300 yeah. seconds, but that's, I just wanted to. <laughs> uh, no, it's just funny. Uh, he's he's actually super cool. We've been uh, running raids together. Um, shout out to my buddy Warren. What's up, man? Um, look forward to hearing more from you in 200 seconds or so. Um, yeah. Uh, I w- it was a little weird, to be honest. Um, I had a feeling that they were going to kill off Amanda from the second they did that cutscene about her. I was like, this is kind of weird. Character's been a really long time and they're setting it up. And I feel like they didn't set it up super well, frankly. And I felt like she died in a very odd circumstance that seemed completely avoidable. And like, there's some other reason they decided to kill her off that has nothing to do with it being a good decision for the narrative it they sort of see you on the other side of her like they did with our boy in the main story of lightfall um what's his face i've already forgotten ronan 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 yeah rohan rohan that's it lord of the rings there um go. yeah they they kind of rohan her in like a really odd like all right i mean go off but i don't really understand the the reasoning there. So I like, I liked Amanda as a character. Her death felt a little anticlimactic and out of nowhere. I do have a theory about why they killed her. Do you want to hear my, I mean, my spitballing is some of what we do here. So go nuts. Spin metal hat theory. My theory is, spin foil, spin foil hat. Um, my theory is that they killed her off because the main cut scene makes it seem like she dies. And I think that probably in the original version of that exp- uh, that that uh, cutscene where it was supposed to be the final expansion oh, of Destiny before Lightfall got turned into what it is and the final shape got pushed, I think that she was supposed to die in that. And then they decided to make it ambiguous as to whether or not she died and then kill her off as part of seasonal content. And I think that the reason they had to do that is because the people who only play the expansions every year, they probably think that she died and it would be weird if she showed up and was part of the story when the final shape comes out. And so I think they like wrote themselves into a corner where it was like, all right, well, that's a good point. It's kind of one of those things where she died to most players. And so now we need to do a, an EU explanation of how she actually died and like send her off for the players that are actually deep into destiny. And so it just felt like a really odd decision really short mission out of nowhere. The yeah. stakes felt super low and I, w- I was in love with it, man. I mean, power to them. I'm, I am, I'll say this. I'm happy that they're making decisions in the last year of destiny. I'm uh, of, of, sorry, not of destiny, but of the darkness and light saga. I'm glad that they're actually making decisions to like 
do things like you know the um saladin is now working with the cabal and, and amanda is dying and like it feels like stuff are finally happening which is cool but i i don't i don't i didn't love the execution with this um and it, fe- it felt kind of out of nowhere so what about you Seth? where where did this one land for you or did it um, I think it's actually a really good point that Travis made. I didn't really think about the expansion only players. Like they'd be really confused if Amanda Holiday was just a part of the story next year. So I get, I guess they, if you know, if they had to think about that, they're like, all right, how would we bring her back? And then they probably just decided it's too late. So that that probably was kind of just an awkward thing that they had to do. Um, as far as how she died, it felt really confusing. Um, it it felt forced uh i didn't really understand like there was no like oh she's she's fighting this captain to keep a door open. like there was no like thing that happened it's yeah. just it was just an explosion and i'm like okay so it's just a trap and like an unfortunate circumstance and that's how they're ending the character i'm like so it's it was fine it was it, it wasn't like one of it wasn't uh it wasn't like season of the haunted storytelling where you're like gut wrenched kind of like through the storytelling yeah. when the, um they went through like uh, the stories uh, or the uh, the characters pass and like Zavala's pass specifically yeah like Sophie so that, that felt impactful this didn't feel impactful it felt awkward I I liked it enough but it was awkward um and it didn't really make sense so as far as that goes but um I did find it very emotional um and heavy the fact that zavala was specifically the character mourning amanda's death because that just tied in with uh last week really brought a lot more weight to that scene specifically than it should have um and just thinking of like lance kind of having to to record like a scene like that not knowing you know so it's just i i think it brought a lot more uh to the, the events between uh, Zavala and uh, Amanda brought a lot more to the story than it would have uh, without it. Without it, it felt awkward. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you guys where, I mean, Travis's theory about, you would assume, like, hey, ship goes down, like, you see three Guardians kind of get separated, and then it looks like the explosion may get her, and she kind of dives down. Did she get away? Did she not? We have the seasonal thing. I mean, Amanda's been around for so long. You had the of crow or you have the crow relationship now where there's obviously some tension there there was a little bit of Cade flirting previously she's been on kind of the sidelines a little bit and she got to be a little bit more forward and as soon as she got to be a little bit more forward figured out her backstory being a pilot wanted to be a pilot not quite a guardian but wanting to you know be there with them and still fighting and just saying hey it's like i don't have a ghost but i'm in the mix and i'm as good as anybody when i'm a pilot like her cutscene was cool and then you turn around and get this weekend, it feels like kind of the rug was pulled out from under her because, yeah, she's in there, you know, holding the cord together or whatever. And obviously that's like painful for her as a human, um, just taking that like energy and she's risking something. But then when she's done, there's no thing that says, hey, there's a bomb that's going to go off. There's no it does seem just this arbitrary explosion. And I know there's all the stuff with like Aramis who's saying, hey, Mithrax, don't go in there. This is a bad idea. You know, you're not going to make it out. And then obviously Amanda kind of sacrifices herself, but it didn't even seem obvious that she was about to sacrifice herself. It was just, she's standing there and then she seems to know her fate is coming, but it's like, we weren't told all the information of what was going on. It's not like, Hey, I know this bomb's sitting here and I can hold this thing open and get you guys out and it's safe. It's like, we don't even know the bombs there. And yet she does or something. Yeah. 
it's very it was very strange as you I mean you guys said it was awkward it was like okay that didn't feel it didn't hit it didn't land it didn't feel like it was justified for her because she's been around long enough i feel like she deserved a little more but then on the other side as you said sep is when you get back to the farm and um you see i was gonna say lance but that's what made it hit so hard you see zavala kneeled down next to the next to the grave with like the big vanguard thing laying over the top of it that's what actually hit now they didn't plan that timing wise but that hit way more than anything they could have done with Amanda because we're sitting there and we're like, we just lost Lance and now Zavala's like kneeling down just saying these things and just grieving. And it's like, we're all grieving. We were grieving over the weekend and then now you see Lance doing the same thing. It was this weird, almost too unplanned meta situation when you were looking at him do that. So that's what hit. But yeah, they, in my opinion, they shortchanged uh, Amanda's character a lot. Now... I guess the other question would be, do you guys think they will bring her back as a guardian? I hope not, because like, what a what a it would be the same character. I, it's so. the it's the same problem as bringing Crow back. It's like the awkward because there's this character that you have feelings towards, and then they're just not that person at all because they have no memories, no anything. They're completely different. So imagine they bring Amanda back, and she's got a completely different personality and no memories. It's just like back to this accent. okay i don't actually know this character yeah yeah and then i saw uh, data butcher in chat were you gonna bring that up yeah yeah so that was that was an interesting line uh, data butcher in chat uh said this and i i th thought the exact same thing when i was playing it which is afterward they say oh we need to go after the people responsible for this and i i like literally i shouted at the tv i was like who like yeah. well, that wasn't even nothing Just about it. Yeah, the <laughs> random, the been... random cabal. Those are the people we're going yeah, after. The Shadow people, Legion. The people some... we we're already going after. We already killed Callus. You know that, right? Like, I. It's not like the witness. You know, it's it's came the out same the portal and snapped her neck. Like it was just some. It was. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same problem Lightfall had. I just went like, I, I just, it's a constant feeling of, I don't actually know what's going on. I'm like, do I need to read something somewhere? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking up videos. Are we about to go kill the Cabal's electrician? Is that who <laughs> we're going after? The, that's, yeah, it was, it was yeah. very odd. Also, um, if you're going to kill her, if you're going to kill Amanda, buff the chaperone like that's her weapon the chaperone is in the worst state it's ever been well you love that weapon so that's why it's finally bad <laughs> it's finally bad yeah <laughs> at least do her the honor of making chaperone not complete garbage <laughs> if you're gonna kill her that's, that's all I'm that's saying. a biased opinion from a previous user sir <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, unfortunately, it's like season 20 and Lightfall. It's like somebody said what was going on with the writing in this season. And it's like, I don't know what's going to happen next week. There is a finale to the week, whatever crow and we're going to go after. And of course, we never know if there's going to be an epilogue towards the end of the season to do anything. But it's yeah. like it's been a weird season. I've enjoyed the battlegrounds. They're a fun activity, but I'm still not entirely sure who's imprisoning them, why we're doing it, what's quite going on. It's just been... It's not been very clear compared to looking back like Witch Queen. We had a short season. It was done at this point. It was four weeks, but we knew exactly what we were doing. We were going into, you know, the Hive Guardians minds. We were like, and then Crow had his idiot moment. And it was him and Keitel. Like, 
there was some weirdness going on, but there was a reason for it. And then obviously the payoff was Brackus Forge and all of those pieces. And we got some cool lore from it. This doesn't even feel like, you know, Brackus Forge goes up into the Cabal, you know, gladiatorial pit or whatever and ends up kicking everybody's butt. And all of a sudden he is now Brackus Forge and he's promoted and on the War Council. That doesn't feel like anything like that could possibly come out of this season. So I don't quite know what this season's going to do. It just feels it feels. It feels like we're going to find a cabal next week with a name and they're going to tell us this is the guy trying to replace Callus and we'll kill him. And then that's it. Yeah. This is the guy I in the arms. Right. And it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll have not been any name that we've heard of yet. Yeah. It'll, yeah, I think it'll most likely be that. And if they don't do that, they'll somehow say, oh, well, the witness is the real one responsible. And they'll just start trying to build like grudge toward the witness, which I actually think would be better than what you're suggesting. But I think what you're suggesting is exactly what's going to happen. As I was thinking too, I was like, how does this end? I think it's just, we kill someone and then they're like, wow, we sure killed that filler boss during a filler season of a filler expansion of a filler year of destiny. That was super. I'm still hoping that we pull the fulfilling ending where we like get all of the different like allies from every single group, the hive, the Vex. Yeah, I I was, uh. I was I was putting I was theory crafting that in last week's episode I think it was I was saying that uh you know we've got Sabathun obvious season of the deep like I'm waiting for that one yeah obviously like it's gonna be big get a couple of get a couple of giant yeah. worms on our side maybe hell yeah <laughs> well the worms wouldn't be on our side it would no. be hive light bearing hive but still th- that counts right it's the hive guardians <laughs> and then I that, think uh, yeah and then I, and I think my boy Asher is gonna get us a little piece of the vex. Snap, yeah. snap me off a piece of the Vex for us to work with, you know? Because they, they, uh, poor man sucked get... into the code right now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys do the, um, the optional, uh, like secrets in the, the overload node? I've quest? done two. I haven't done the ones this week. I did the last two weeks, though. So. I don't think so. Yeah. Cause they, they, there's some lore stuff in there where they're referencing like anomalies within the Vex network and, uh, how some of their own are like breaking off from, uh, yeah and so i think uh i think my boy asher is like a virus in the system and we're just gonna have a whole bunch of vex with the personality of bernie sanders on our side oh, good, good. perfect I'm very excited be for fantastic it, yeah. those That's voice lines are those voice lines are yeah. gonna be epic can't wait we're gonna, yeah they're gonna be jewish robots for this is i mean we're this is breaking new ground in the in the the the, the <laughs> uh you know and we lost space opera genre everybody what (laughs) why did our viewers go down okay so weird i get it (laughs) i get it that makes that checks out um but yeah i I, will see what happens next week but yeah i'm not sure this plane's gonna get landed very well if it is it's gonna be a bit of a bumpy landing just kind of smashing into the tarmac and hope the wheels don't fall off is how i feel this is gonna go maybe they surprise me i don't know i would like to restate my concern for the next year of destiny I mean, you can restate it every week if you want to. The yeah. one that actually sits with me probably the hardest, and I was even telling my wife this, was when I went through and I read the GDC um, discussion and they talked all about velocity just before basically for keeping a live service going. You can't have like every release is not going to be perfect. Like the train has to keep going. You have to keep hitting the stations. You have to keep hitting these seasonal releases and stuff. And then if things are broken, you got to fix it while you're going. Um, and I know that's like very reductive of everything that was said, but just the idea of like velocity over quality and every soft and like, you know, just even the way thing every weekly reset, we seem to have something going on right now. 
that doesn't quite seem to be perfect. So when you said you have concerns over the course of the next year, we both do for multiple reasons. But on a more positive note, we did finally get Iron Banner and their challenges are working. That was the thing that was broken at reset for, I don't know, six, seven, eight hours. The weekly challenges were not working <laughs> for the first day. But we have a new uh, perk on a weapon that some people are going after. Actually, we got a couple. So we have Joram's Claw, got Incandescent on a Solar Pulse Rifle. Trying to see if I can give me one fun. of those. I did manage to get a Feeding Frenzy stabilizing rounds for PvE on the Hero's Burden. There's actually a chance at... Because right now, Volatile Flow is a wonderful mod, or perk, I should say. I wish that could be a mod. I would spend four energy on that thing just for a Void build, because it's so fun, but... Yeah, when sadly, that thing... Do what? I said, sadly, an artifact mod. So we're just going to lose it. I know. <clears throat> I, yeah. I kind of hate that they still have yet to take any artifact mod and make them permanent. And especially now with the mod system where it's less about you know, trying to manage the champions and here's the artifact mod that costs like seven energy. It's like, you think the mod is cool, find a cost for it. And then, you know, you can experiment with the artifact, but if there are cool mods, I feel like some of those should stay around. Um, but how is, have you guys been participating in iron banner? Checking out the, uh, times with Saladin since he's actually back officially this week, last week, he was a little uh, preemptive. I played a decent amount of Iron Banner on Tuesday. Um, my quirks with Iron Banner have always been the same as, as Sixes. Um, the maps were designed, most of the maps in Destiny 2 were designed for 4v4. And being or having 6v6 felt good enough at first. But especially since Ability 3.0, I think it's just too hectic for me specifically. I'm not saying like it needs to be fixed or toned down or anything, but like the amount of things going on, it just feels so chaotic all the time <laughs> that it, it like. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a, a battleground that can actually like control in any way. It just just feels like you have two options. You either fly in or sit back. And and if the whole team's sitting back, then it becomes this incredibly slow match. I think uh, Eruption actually created an incredible balance for Iron Banner, fun. and I really enjoyed that. And I'll be playing a lot more Iron Banner when that comes back. But I played a little bit of Iron Banner on Tuesday, and I just kind of went back to comp um, yesterday. It just... It didn't land for me. Control, it's just a very old game mode, and I think I've just yeah. played enough of it. Yeah, I know they some really people were something. happy that, like, hey, I don't have to play Clash right now. Um, I get that. So it's like some people are happy it's Control. I do. Th what is it this season for each of the Iron Banners? Because there's three of them is going to go through different modes. We're going to have Control, we're going to have Eruption, and what else was the... I don't even know Fortress, the other one. Fortress, the turret Fortress. one. Okay. Control Fortress wasn't turrets. bad. Yeah, Control with turrets. Yeah, so again, it's typically a lot of Control. Um, I did play a decent amount of Iron, Iron Banner. I have been playing just because I was trying to get my uh, SMG, and I finally got the PvE roll. And again, the fire team based matchmaking, since they took away Freelance, working. I mean, with sixes, I was actually really curious. They're like, all right, let me pull up the roster, see how terrible this is. It was like two, 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 two in singles. I had like two threes, two twos, and like some singles. Like, whatever, whoever wrote the algorithm for the fire team based matchmaking, perfect. Like, I have not seen now, population may go down, things like that. It may not be perfect, but I've seen now, I don't know how lobby balancing is going to go. That's a totally different discussion, but the way that at least. I have not been screwed by fire team based matchmaking yet. I've not gone in to be like, oh, look, solos versus a team of six. Haven't seen it yet. I don't know if anybody else has paid attention I, to that or checked it or. Oh, I did. I, I ended up with uh, five games in a row of there was a team of five on both teams and then the solos. So I just ended up 
<laughs> as as the solo uncoordinated with my team against the team that is just trying their absolute hardest to win and i'm like this is a little awkward so we played around with uh how many people were queuing and i think queuing with three or four people is the best yeah. and that way you can avoid like avoid the uh the giant team matches the big stacks yeah i did even uh-huh. see a five and a one and a five and a one i saw that too i was like all right they're it's up. even, but like, oh boy, yeah, <laughs> these are the like, ones I don't want to play. <laughs> yeah, that's probably where the skill-based matchmaking is not playing as much into there. It's just like, hey, we got two fives and two ones, put them together, and it's like, these aren't equal. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this isn't equal. really working. <laughs> yeah, some wins, some losses, but as you said, like, that is, Iron Banner is the point where you said you don't take PvP too seriously. Iron Banner no. is where I feel like my body is just cannon fodder and I'm having a little bit of fun trying to get some kills hopefully get some wins and play the points but yeah taking it seriously is definitely not going to go well as you said in the chaos because crazy <laughs> uh i'm trying to even think what map i just got done is it exodus blue the one with the like bo- indoor box in the middle or b the train yeah about? i think so yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's exodus blue. um yeah when you just say it's like they're not made for sixes and it's like it is just utter chaos in there. It's like you don't go very long until you see something, see multiple people, two or three people come around the corner at you. It's it's just constant chaos, and it is always I had a little anomaly. I'm like, oh my, <laughs> oh man, that thing is supposed <laughs> to be really low in the waiting too. So <laughs> yeah, it only came up once, but I'm like, why oh, even bother twelve yeah. people on this tiny rumble map? Yeah, that is that's, <laughs> that's all sorts of chaos. Uh, well, I think that's probably, you know, Iron Banner is Iron Banner. We know it's there. If you got some rewards that yeah. you want, good luck. For my part, I have I have not played Iron Banner. It's good for free-to-play is, players. Is this, is this still the knight uh, armor from D1? Yes. Uh, yes. It yeah, is. That's still there. That's, that's still yeah, there. Yeah, so I didn't get that last season because I think I had just grinded out the Iron Lord, Iron Lord uh, emblem the, the season before or whatever, and I didn't want to play more, but... Uh, yeah, it's pretty insufferable. That was my <laughs> experience with Iron Banner the past couple seasons is I just don't enjoy my time with it. So um, I don't know. I want that armor, though. Why did they make that's, me earn it again? That's quite literally why I played it last season when it was Fortress. I'm like, I just want the helmets and to leave. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't, uh, shouldn't us legacies get access to the armor we unlocked? Oh, it'd be nice. Yeah, wouldn't it? It would be nice if I got some of my. Why am I reacquiring this exact set of armor? The the Scarab Trials armor, please. Instead of the oh my god, the same set again. They're back with the Anubis set. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. We do have focusing engrams this time, so those are back in the mix of things, which is not bad. Um, They're not too expensive. You will blow through glimmer if you focus a lot of things, though. So. New players really have to hate that system. Because honestly, like if you you're like, oh, I got 10 engrams. Do you have 200,000 glimmer? Well, I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, you are going to be broke for a hot minute because I can go over and just cash in some currency or shards or whatever, and I'm going to be fine. But if I cash in a whole lot of focusing like I did for trials for the for that, and then I'm doing it for the SMG for this one, I do tend to go through a lot of currencies. And, you know, we had new players back on the show a little while ago, and I always try and think I'm going... I can go over to Rahul and get some Glimmer back. Somebody else is like, man, I got to go run like public events to get my Glimmer back up. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice that we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> the moments of where it does have an advantage of playing uh, much worse. Raise the Glimmer cap. Yeah, I will definitely say random tangent, by the way. Glimmer sucks. What's the point of it in the game, actually? I mean, we've lost some currencies, which is a good thing. Just like your basic 
glimmer cap. I'll yeah, raise the glimmer cap. Now, Ascended Shards, I get it. 10 is kind of a thing that I know plenty of high-level people are going to run into. But at this point, now being as you're not guaranteed a lot of things in places, but they are giving you enhancement prisms in Nightfalls, in Lost Sectors, you are going to start swimming in those. The 50, I'm just going to be bumping up to 50 constantly. If I go do yeah. anything, enhancement prisms need a bump, like, quicker than most things. I know shards, like, in the high, high-level stuff, anything exotic colored is going to need some too. But now the fact that we're getting prisms more, just even an iron banner when you get some of those, if you're wearing the armor, I just have so many prisms. It's, and now they're abundant, yet you can't do anything with them, so like a reverse currency exchange. Yeah, can I get like 50 legendary shards for a prism? I'll try it. I'll do the other way. That'd be nice. I'll go cash those in. I got a, uh, I don't know what they did to the reward system, but there's the, uh, the upgrade mod you can get at the helm that gives you two engrams instead of one at the end of your mm. game. And I played a Crucible match uh, yesterday and it dropped me four legendaries, two Crucible engrams and two Define engrams. And I'm like, what? Am I gonna do with all of this? Yeah, if you <laughs> oh, have inventory just, it's management, it's so much stuff. Like, uh, yeah. my inventory is always full. Postmaster is always full. I'm like, I can't delete it as fast as it's coming in. No, if you live in the Crucible, <laughs> play, I had that happen too. It was either I, I, I ranked up or I finished the challenge for the day or something, and all of a sudden I get four drops. I'm going, what? What? Okay. I mean, yeah. you're going to have more autumn winds than you know what to do with. I've got multiple. I've I've had matches where it's just two autumn winds, a roar of the bear, and something else. And I'm kind of going, okay. <laughs> Thank That is a lot of the thing <laughs> when you sit there and wonder about. And I was curious for you, whether it's like newer players or if you're helping people or others. With the vast abundance of loot in this game, what do you have any advice for mid-level players when they just look at all of this stuff like, is any of this good? like uh what weapons to like keep an eye out for yeah just anything right now so that you're going to be like say they spend a lot of time in iron banner it's like is there anything that they should keep an eye out for and other stuff that they can be like at least that's a quick delete and i know it is most of the iron banner stuff's actually pretty bad right now um which is pretty disappointing cool. they did they did a buff the hero's burden the hero's burden's uh pretty good right now um but it does fall short of the overpowered smgs obviously yeah um <clears throat> also the roar of the bear is one of the best pvp rocket launchers i've used it a ton it comes with chain reaction impulse amplifier and max blast radius it's just overall like you quick pick it up it's great for comp really fantastic uh power for crucible and i swear by it um so what makes i'm curious actually uh what makes it a very good rocket launcher for pvp i know you said chain reaction or Busters comes the fact that it can get just a bigger blast radius from all so, that. So, yeah, when you kill a Guardian, um, it causes the second uh, set of blast damage, which just makes it like a little bit more uh, of the radius. You're going to have that that lingering radius. So it's going to do like 80 or 90, which will help you get any follow-up kills. Impulse Amplifier, which picks up the slack and the velocity and the fact that it has max blast radius. So it's it's also got a decent amount of handling on it. So it's overall just a really great, hey, you grabbed it off the wall, shoot it, you're going to get that guy you shot it at, and then you can move on. Nice. Because, you know, mainly rockets, you want to be shooting at the ground anyway, so you need that blast radius, and the fact that it can have so much velocity as well. It's just, it's overall a really great rocket launcher that a lot of people, they don't really think about because a lot of people use GLs in the, the Crucible right now, but I find them not as reliable. Yeah, I try every so often, I'm like, oh, I'll get my three ammo, but... I'm lucky to get one kill with the three ammo anyway, so I feel like I may as well just use a rocket launcher, and if I get a bonus from a rocket, 
cool, but at least you're bound to get the one, as you said. Yeah. As far as uh, the Crucible gear, um, Autumn Wind's not bad. People, you know, they, they kind of discounted it because we have so many other guns. But if you're looking for new guns, um, Autumn Wind is something I'm keeping on my free-to-play account. You can get Roses very easily, and there's a whole bunch of different roles for that. Uh, Out of Bounds is a fantastic Crucible SMG that you can focus, and you'll have so many Crucible Engrams just from playing Iron Banner this week. Um, as well as Frozen Orbit is a fantastic sniper that you can now focus. So there's a decent amount of weapons over at Shaxx that you can grab. So as far as all of the garbage getting thrown at you, there are some diamonds in there, but most of it really is just fodder. Yeah, it does feel like the uh, Iron Banner loot pool has slowly kind of dwindled a little bit when you've got stuff like, I don't know, the Immortal alone just puts everything in that loot pool mostly to shame. And I know that's meant to be the higher level playlist, but I feel like Iron Banner for a little while has gotten kind of worse over time slowly. It's... Yeah, bite of the fox even coming back. Like it's it's good, but it's not like it's not nearly as good as like any of the new snipers that are meta, like Defiance of Yasmin, Beloved. I mean, Adored still kind of like stat checks it a little bit, um, just because bite of the fox falls behind a little bit. So if you can get snap opening, you'll be happy with it, but you might not love it. Yeah, something like occluded finality is that still better too? Yeah, occluded finality is great, and that's one that's not available anymore. As well as uh, Eye of Soul, Eye yeah. of Soul will still just always be the the kinetic king and that one's also not available FOMO. i i, I <laughs> this is a this is a take that a lot of people don't agree with because i know the destiny community loves their guns i am so for sunsetting just because oh, of me too like, you're in the right I, place I, man. I you're in the you're right, in place. The right I, place you're you're in a podcast with almost I, we are pro sunsetting we are pro sunsetting because i am so sick of like there being a new raid and then like everyone's like oh all the guns are bad i'm like these guns aren't bad i'm like the problem is is this thing from three years ago is yep. still meta like um, everyone's still <laughs> like people still use palindrome people still use you know like or echolos just came back like it's it's fine I, I i just i don't get fomo I, I i don't get the whole idea of it and yeah, the fact I that think, like guns well, keep coming out and going away and most of the people i've heard uh, that have a problem with sunsetting it's not about fomo it's about um their hard work being invalidated which i just i don't i don't, I don't know if they've played a video game i don't know if they've played a video game before because all of your hard work is constantly invalidated. Have you not heard about the power cap increase or yeah. sunsetting of resources and materials or, I mean, a million things? It's like, do you want your, you know, hard work to be recognized or yeah. do you want the game to be good? Because those are your exactly. options. There's I mean, also really. so many things to balance around now and then like old things that you can't oh, get yeah. anymore randomly become meta and you're like, oh my God. Like when sidearms finally became usable, then half the sidearms that were great were these like rangefinder rolls that don't drop anymore. Right. And it's like, oh, cool, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so Deleted the them all. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of the thing is, it was Bungie's issue in how they put it out, and we've said that on the podcast before, is they tried to dump it in Lightfall when they put like a whole 20 weapons out and got rid of hundreds of weapons. So then Lightfall. you're missing... Beyond Light. Beyond Light, sorry. <laughs> there was light in there somewhere. Yeah, there's too many. They're, <laughs> they all kind of sound... Yeah, yeah. The final shape is at least distinct, but I don't know. I'm gonna miscall that too. The final um, light. Yeah, I love final light. Final <laughs> countdown. Um, no. When Beyond Light dropped, we. I mean, I was for it even, and I had a huge argument with 
the other host who's not here, Cognito. It's like we went back and forth over it being a thing because he was like, you know, they're disrespecting my time. And I'm just going, how long have you been able to use this thing? It's like if the game is going to live on. And I, and my issue with him was like, all right, how long is a long enough time for you to say? And he, and he would always ask, like, what about exotics? What about your Whisper of the Worm? I was like, I had my amazing video, but at some point it's got to go. And I think the issue now is if Destiny 2 continues to live on post-Final Shape, which we have no idea what that's going to look like, if it does live on past Final Shape, and we still have 500-some-odd weapons to deal with, we never get that exciting. We get stuff like Destabilizing Rounds, which, like, for PvP, PvE or Volt Shot or Incandescent, which is like, okay, these are new fun perks, kind of, you know, adding a different way to do Firefly and spreading the... Tor like, there's slight tweaks to it, but their whole thing of saying, hey, we can make these badass weapons... And then we're going to take them away in about a year or so. They don't get to experiment as much as I think they would like. And so, yeah, we're 100% with you. Yeah, sunsetting, totally. I would be happy if it came back. If they wiped out our entire vault in final shape or something and we had to start all over, I would be okay with it. Just because it's all new stuff at that point. You can't go back. You can't be like, oh, well, I can go pull out fill in the blank. You can't do that anymore. I'm with yeah. you guys. Yeah. And then so there wouldn't be vault the issues. Exotic thing, the exotic thing I feel like is a little different because one exotics are unique weapons. So they have a very different effect on the sandbox. And two, there's so few of them. You could just nerf them on a case by case basis. You don't need to yeah. get rid of an entire group of weapons or whatever to, to cleanse the sandbox, except for maybe Telesto. Yeah. Also, they'll never. That's do the one they need to uninvent because I think Telesto well, cost I, I, them more than an expansion. I, I feel like if they tried the to uninvent, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like if they deleted it, they would be deleted. That, that's that's why all of our characters are disappearing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it it would bite back. I, I don't think they could do that. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like that's a separate issue. You can deal with exotics and get rid of the vast majority of the guns, especially the ones that have started to power creep. I mean. Does Cog get upset when he has to reset his power every season? Does he get upset when he has to reset his artifact and reorient all those perks? And yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm exhausted by the, uh, the hamster wheel of destiny, uh, these days, but, um, yeah, it's odd. It's odd. Very odd. Well, as we move to kind of the bigger topic of the week, since the TWAB was actually pretty small, um, they did a nice shout out for Lance. Um, they put a nice thing out on Twitter. Um, they probably said it better than I did. So make sure you go read theirs. Um, there yeah. are going to be master raids and weekly challenges coming out. So you're going to have to do the encounters in a bit of a different way to get your bonus loot. Master is going to be dropping. Uh, you've got your specific raid loot, which is still not artifice. And I think that is a giant mistake, but that's just me. You guys think Especially that? since Artifice is so important now. It should be in Trials, Raids, Dungeons. Yeah. like Should be in the Flawless, flawless Trials. Should be in Master Raids. It's in Dungeons, but that's the only place for it. I'm like, people yeah. like Dungeons. Very know. odd. Yeah, I, was like, I, don't know, I don't know of anybody who doesn't like running a dungeon. Those are like some of the most fun content, I think, for a lot of people because the scaling is usually pretty nice outside of just probably having too much health on some of the bosses. But generally, like Dungeons are good. But then you're going to take some of the biggest content they do, Master Raids, and not put... Yeah, you're like, okay, so there's specific... This is the discipline week for armor. I'm like, is it Artifice? No, then you don't care. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it's not in they that. are... I think they're adding um, enhanced perks to Adept Weapons next they, season. So yeah. there's no point in doing the Master Raid until next season. Well, the so... Yeah, the weapons that you get now, if you have good rolls... 
I think they said it's either next season or like the mid-season patch. One of those two. It's not yet, but sometime in the, you know, either somewhat near or somewhat far future. We're going to be getting the point to be able to make the uh, adept weapons enhanced, as you said. Um, so if you do get a good roll, you manage to go in there, then at least keep it because you will be able to turn it up. Oh, next okay. level. So, yeah, you could run it now, get the god roll, put it in the vault, lock it. And then when the enhanced functionality comes out, which I swear I read it today, I was like, I almost want to say they said, mi oh, here we go. Uh, this capability will not be immediately available when Master Raid launches and will arrive with the mid-season patch. And I think they're going sometime in April. So it's actually not as far away. So that's actually not too bad. All right. Um, but the raid, yeah, the Raid Adepts will be able to be enhanced. So you'll be, if you do get the God Roll and then you make the perks enhanced. And I think when you do the enhancing, you can pick the first two columns. But the third perk and the fourth perk, those are going to be locked. You'll just be able to buff them up to enhanced and level them up. Um, yeah, if you're one of those who likes to do master raids and want to bash your head against the wall since basically it's contest now, I think, since it's minus 20. Um, good luck to everybody next week doing all of that crazy stuff. They also said um, they are trying to fix the jumping pads. Thank goodness, because I can't stand those things. Yeah. They're fine on my Titan. I'm usually pretty controlled, but when I switch to my Warlock from my old character, I'm awful. Like I literally don't use them on any character. <laughs> just grapple. I have thought about... I've really thought about... Or do you just Eager Edge? Which one do you do? Eager Edge, Triple Jump, or like Icarus Dash, or Shoulder Charge. You'll make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of one of those where I'm just like, I... If you were going to do a Flawless Run, I think it would be safer not to use them, which is why they shouldn't be in there. But they said that people with higher frame <laughs> rates could be unintentionally killed. I am running Destiny 2 at 59 frames per second right now, and it bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> I'm like I could be running at 120 but I don't want to die and they're fixing threshers so they are going to be work on fixing those soon uh, Guardian yeah, ranks they're... turn them into raid bosses <laughs> yep. Guardian ranks they're going to be pushing the legend lost sector in solo and master lost sector from rank 7 to rank 8 and respectively rank 9 to rank 10 so the lost sectors won't be quite as high or as you know early of a facing and then there's still of course some issues a lot of the movies and Art this week was, of course, about Zavala, which was very nice. But on Wednesday, they dropped a big Crucible article. We got playlist matchmaking, competitive, Iron Banner, trials, new game modes, lots of stuff in here. So for our PvP expert on the show, Zep, um, what is your what general take? Not okay. today. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> what is your general takeaway from this? And are there any like major highlights either you're really excited about or did not enjoy reading like anything in this that like hit good or bad for you so um map waiting has always been odd to me but i appreciate that the map waiting is changing and they are taking out some of the maps that i see a lot of people dislike a lot so that'll always be nice um i am so happy to see convergence finally be gone and uh because you know my loathing for the uh the map with nothing but three lanes and that's all it is is you know hi um, the love that's coming to comp is so nice. It's so, so great to see that we're finally getting a new emblem every season. It looks like we have a dedicated artist to it as well. Yep. So that'll be literally the only, uh, reward that people need. Like people always say like, Oh, what if we get like armor sets or weapon skins? And I'm like, that's all cool. I'm looking for something they can do every season without fail. Yep. Um, not something once a year and then you're done. So a new emblem every season is plenty of incentive to keep the playlist relatively alive and hopefully it'll bring a lot more people into it. And uh, yeah, that'll be really nice, especially with the fire team matchmaking that they added. 
it's made comp equally as fun um, as you had trials this weekend as you'll never match a three stack solo queuing it will only be solos and duos and then if you do want a three stack then it'll be threes versus threes and that is really nice to have um, as far as trials goes adding the extra loss to mercies on your first flawless of the week really great change that'll make it so that people can get their first flawless much easier and i don't know um if you guys follow it but the first flawless of the week is the only one that matters whatsoever if you go to the lighthouse once you get your adept then all you have to do is get seven win cards for the rest of the week and then while the flawless pool is enabled because i know they're doing a lab but i don't know if they said win um i didn't see that I think that's with the mid-season yeah. patch. While Flawless Pool is available, then all you have to do is play on game seven. Even on a broken card, and you'll get adepts in the Flawless Pool. So um, overall, that's a really great change. The first Flawless of the week is the one that people are struggling with. So if anything to help them out more, I think is great. There's absolutely no reason to, to gatekeep that kind of thing. It's supposed to be a relatively accessible activity. The one that should be difficult is comp. I never thought trial should be comp. Trial should be this like achievement but it shouldn't be the playlist where you're ripping your hair off so yeah <laughs> i think that's I like a it should be, really it should be a tournament change. which is mm -hmm. different than comp because it's not sustained it's like a a bit of a sprint that's easy at the first half and then it gets more difficult but it shouldn't be yeah it, it shouldn't it shouldn't have like the same skill based it should be card based right yeah just sort of and a, that's kind of one of the debates card based and fire team based and I kind of card want to be sure. Well, I don't think it should have freelance at all, but no. <laughs> well, it doesn't know. Right. Well, I mean, it has the equivalent. You can solo queue. You solo so. queue and you only match solos and duos instead of the yeah. the teams of three. Just, yeah. To me, I guess now trials means different things to different people. Like to E, it means like, oh, yeah, I hop in and I just like play crucible matches with randoms, which, you know, isn't that unique of an experience when it comes to Destiny. But my preference was trials forces you to talk to other people and you have to do call outs and that's kind of like what trials meant and so now it it can mean that or it could just mean yeah totally great regular it's, it's lost a bit of its personality for sure but yeah, for sure. if it gets more people in it it keeps the playlist healthy then that's you know yeah. it's a win yeah. i'm all for that yeah compromise. It's, it's, it, but if you're gonna do that then definitely make a comp like not a joke would be my that's yeah, kind of what no, I exactly. Which, which I guess we can talk it about. Took, they it, took about us, it, yeah. it took us three hours and 20 minutes to go to 10K this season. With uh, It was me, Myron, and Rogue. So yeah, doing great. that in less you than guys... four hours is ridiculous, no matter the circumstance. So you guys are elite, obviously. Um, getting there in four hours. Not a lot of people are going to be doing that. Where first off for comp for you, where are you on the fact that because they mentioned it in here, the idea of um when it comes to what they use for skill versus ranking versus matching, they talk about what did they mention? Weird things, smurfing and tanking and all those things. With kind of their discussion and their reasoning, where are you at with the idea of skill being used within the ladder ranking, like within comp? Or where are you at with like skill versus ranking? Do you think they need to work on their system? Do you think they have some reasoning? Where do you so, fall on all of it? I actually like their system a lot for the sole purpose that I, I think ladder-based matchmaking is the best because it's just straight up 100% the same all the time. But their system does work. I do like it, um, and I have discussed it quite a bit due to the fact that if you win a game, you shouldn't be winning, you're going to get 200 points. If you lose a game, you shouldn't be losing, you're going to lose five points. 
you win a game that was too easy and the game, you know, like you mean if did you the best with it could with matchmaking, you sh- you'll get like if nothing. You, if if you lose a game that you should be losing, you lose five points, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That, yeah, that that's how it worked in like Halo too. Like if you lost a, a team where their ranks were higher than yours, you wouldn't lose that much XP. But if you lost to somebody who's below, you'd be like, oh yeah, we're gonna pay for that. So I think that system works really well. Where it gets misconstrued is that system for zero to 10K makes sense. That all clicks for me. The the part that I get a little confused on is since they have divisions in such a way that they do, and there's the promotion series. I was gold three last season. I started a week late and I was playing against Ascendant players and I'm playing against the best of the best in my promotion series game where I have to win the next two of three games. I'm playing against the best players and I'm like, I'm gold, man. Like getting to plat shouldn't mean I'm beating the best players. That was incredibly frustrating for me. Yeah. And right, and during that time, it it was a lot harder last season. Um, it, it took me, I, I think, like three full days to hit ascendant, and like it it took quite a bit of time. As opposed to you know this season, it seemed like I think it was just because there was a lot more players in the pool. So skill based for the top one percent, it has a lot more people than before when in top one percent was only a couple hundred people. Yeah. So. Yeah um since you know i think that's why it was so much easier this time and i do think the system works and starting out at plat made a lot more sense uh due to the fact that starting out at gold and then playing against ascendance like that was a huge gap being plat and playing ascendance it's a lot closer it doesn't feel as obnoxious so yeah. i think last season the system didn't work due to placements and then this season it worked better because of it but only because the playlist was healthy So two seasons from now, it might not be the case, but I do like how they handle um, judging where you're ranked and everything. I think they do a really good job at it. I had since I also did it on my free to play. um, I wanted to see what it would look like smurfing. And it, it, it took four games on my fourth game. I was playing against the same people as my main account. So on a brand new account with no history. Within four games, I was playing the same games that I would have been on my main account. Kind of a. It, it established knit. your skill pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, so it's okay. but Bungie Bungie does a fantastic job as far as like figuring out where you belong. You it's not going to let you smurf. People kept asking me if I, that's why I made the new account. And I'm like, these are the same games <laughs> I'm playing on my main. I'm like, this is I, I got the smurf for half an hour, <laughs> like, and it took me seven hours to get a, a build to be able to smurf. So it's not even it's not even right. worth worth it. That's interesting. That's actually kind of cool to hear, though, from that side of things, that it picked up on you that quickly. I mean, that's fair. It's like you could make a new account or something like that, and you're going to be thrown in the mix pretty quickly. Uh, I do feel like for, if you're in gold and you're being matched a little higher, starting you in platinum, that's a better choice that they made. Obviously, getting to a depth and then ascendant, that should be some type of a challenge. But if you're in platinum and I match into like maybe gold, what would three be the lowest if you're going three, two, one? Yeah. Um, so if I match into gold three, I shouldn't be near you. It's like I should probably be a little more. And that kind of gets a little separation. You can just straight up match straight out of me, which is good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds. Oh, so what would you. So if, for one, the emblem is fire. I got to say that emblem. The emblem is so nice. And the artist is so excited. I don't know. I if know. You saw I saw him post. on Twitter. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And they, they said that next season's going to be even better. And I'm like, OK, so it looks like we now have a dedicated artist yep. to doing this every season. And I'm like, and they're very good They yeah. They went through the process. They have a great eye for it. I'm like, this is this is exciting because this yeah. is really all comp needed. I know a couple of people are like, well, it'd be nice if we had like a top 500 thing and a leaderboard thing. I'm like, listen, I will take 
what I can get. And this is a genuine like top tier reward. This is something to strive for every season. No reason to play. So, yeah. so exclusive yeah. emblem. Um, now they also said every other season we're going to be getting a weapon. So we will be getting a sniper in season 21. So you can get Rose for one more season for now. They may bring it back in the future, but for now, if you're looking for a good Rose hand cannon, make sure you get your comp matches in every week this season because next season it won't be there. They also have um, a transmat effect. So for players who reach silver three or above and the transmat effect will quite literally show your crucible rank as you pop in. So if you get up into the higher ranks, it's got the big ornate multicolored crazy detail thing. So if you want to say, hey, I'm comp, you can put it on emblem. You can get multiple weapons and now a transmat as well, which is really good to hear being as this is one season after they rolled it out and they're like hey we what's what's the one thing everybody asks for cosmetics and they're actually delivering which is cool in the mid-season patch like would have been nice with lightfall that it was there cool should they have launched with it the first time around maybe since that was like you could ask everybody what they wanted it was the most obvious thing pretty quickly but the fact that they're actually delivering it in season a half that's actually pretty fast for them i would say yeah it wasn't bad now i know a lot of crucible players are still a little well, cautiously, you know, optimistic, being like, okay, we're getting a little crucible love. We're getting a little bit now, even though we haven't had a lot over time, but it does feel like we're getting crucible articles now. You've got a dedicated artist. There's there's at least some love coming to Crucible Age, which is nice to see. Um, they are also working on things like spawning um for different maps and different playstyles for control and clash, 3v3. They're working on better spawn placements, timings closer to your teammates, which is good. Um, I was going to ask you, Sep, where is lobby balancing something you face issues with? If you jump, just jump into quick play, you have lobby balancing issues on your skill level. Oh yeah. It's real goofy. (laughs) It's, it's really goofy. So the, the issue that I have, um, as far as that goes is it feels, um, it feels like I Bungie has put me into a box and they said, this is how you will perform. And I'm like, if I go into quick play, I'm going to throw on an auto rifle and a sniper and jump around and have fun. But the game's like, but you're supposed to drop 50 kills or your team's going to lose. And I'm like, well, that's (laughs) that's not fair. I shouldn't be having to try as hard as I can just so that my team doesn't lose because it put me on a team um, that's less competent than the other one just so that the match seemed more fair. That that always threw me off. I'm like, so if if I don't want to play just to win, then my team loses. And I'm like, at that point, am I being selfish? And it just it felt very awkward. So that's that's kind of why I stick to the game modes where I'm like, okay, hey, my objective in this game mode is to win. If I want to have fun, I go to Rumble. Where if I'm throwing a game because I'm goofing off, I'm throwing a game for myself. I'm not ruining somebody else's experience because it the game really does rely on me to do well and i'm like if i'm going into quick play i have no expectations of caring whatsoever it's just you know it's just a a casual game mode i mean i mean if it makes you feel any better that would make you like most players most players go into quick play with absolutely no uh no clue of what to do no they have no um kind of uh responsibility about how they play a lot of them are just there to complete bounties you know what i mean and like that's fine you know do you do you and if you're trying to win like even when i play quick play there's like a part of my brain that i can't turn off that's like you have to beat these guys um even though there's no incentive to do so like there's no yeah (laughs) not like you don't get like 
better loot or better drops. It's just like, literally there's no reason to win or lose. And I remember when I was grinding iron banner, I was just sort of just like, yeah, I don't need to, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's Those just hang banner out. Games were ending. Like uh, they were going to time and the final score is like three points away from each other. I think I had a game go to time yeah. yesterday. It was a 137 to 136. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah. Like these games are so yeah. long. <laughs> very, very long. Yeah. yeah. The time ones um, just drag. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. Um, I uh, I generally am a fan of skill based matchmaking, even in casual playlists, because, you know, talking about player uh, player numbers, right? Player uh, kind of w- whether people stop playing a multiplayer. One thing that definitely makes them stop playing is if they just get if they're if they have a uh, an uneven experience between matches. And uh, if you are just straight up wild westing it and all right, quick play is what it is. There's really no matchmaking system. That is not a very good uh, system for casual players and quick play is the most casual match. It's what people go to first or they turn to if they're you know just trying to dip their toes in and you don't want their first experience to be like completely uneven um, like yeah. that. And so my problem with their with the system they have in now is I think that it's a little too strict. And their uh, um, snake draft that they do, where they put mm-hmm. you on one side and then player Best two, player and, and then below, two and three below that it gets way lower. The, pr- the problem is the gap between those is way too high, and I feel like you should still be grouped in with your peers. Like number six or seven should still be kind of in your ballpark. You know what I mean? And I feel mm-hmm. like now they. They they mash it together. I don't know how they do it. If it's based on regions or uh, connection or matchmaking or whatever, and then and then they make the most of it with a snake draft. I feel like that's not the way to do it. I feel like you've got to get a pool of people that are roughly in the same ballpark. And I don't know if the reason that that's not functioning is because of player populations. It could be um, that they that they're just making the most of it what they have. But um, I mean, this is one of the things that scares me about Destiny the next year is they have so many playlists and <laughs> they just had one of the worst releases they've had in a long time. And I just am scared about what that's going to look like for the game in the next year. So, well, we're um, actually getting an update to playlists. I mean, in the mid season 20 patch. So two things happening. One are the playlists, So they said they're splitting the current rotator into two separate playlists. Smile on Travis's face. <laughs> Um, both of which rotate game modes weekly. They'll be using connection-based matchmaking with no plans to change this for the Crucible Relentless Rotator, which will be Craft. Craft. I read too many letters to go. Flash, Rift, and Zone Control. Um, And the Relentless Rotator will be replaced by Trials when it's active. And then they said they have the Crucible Party Rotator, Mayhem, Scorched, and Momentum Control. Those modes are significantly modified the general sandbox and play very differently. Um, all remaining freelance nodes have been removed. Fireteam matchmaking is in place. So they're basically going to have comp, control, and then like the crucible. They call it the relentless. I don't know why, but it's clash, rift, and zone control. So that's going to be there, replaced by trials on the weekends. And then you're going to have your party playlist and rumble, and labs and privates are still there. So basically they're just making control. They tried to put control and clash together, and now they're like separating it back out again. They removed it, yeah. I hate this. I don't understand their, their, their 
they're adding a playlist, right? I'm not misinterpreting. Yes, yeah, they're adding. Like you look at the picture in the consolidate one more. Yeah. Every other game does this. If there's a social playlist or casual, you just put all the modes in there. And then if there's competitive, it has all of the competitive modes in there. Why do you need specific playlists for one game mode? I do agree with that. I don't understand. I, it's just them just like they're they're. I, I don't know why control their player base unnecessarily. That one me. Why? 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 And why is like? Why are it's the party easy. game modes not with the uh, the labs? Or or the social? Like if part do par, are party and social that different? Like shouldn't it just be quick play slash social playlist, competitive, and then you and then you have a special playlist like Iron Banner or, or Trials when when warranted? Why? I, I Why wonder are there so what, many playlists? I, I mean, that's kind of the thing. I wonder about the same thing. I know some people wanted Rumble as its own playlist, and I get that as like, you know, it is it a totally good place. It totally has to be. Yeah. It needs to be. Yeah, it's a solo playlist. I get that. Now, the question I think everybody would wonder is if you shoved like the party playlists, Flash, Rift, Zone Control, and Control all into one, and you go and you're like, I'm just going to play this. And then you don't know if you're going to get Mayhem or Control. It is going to definitely be a weird situation, I feel. But the fact that they have control, clash, zone control, and rift, like all as a separate thing, I do feel like that could all be your more quick play thing. And then the party playlist makes sense because Scorch, nobody takes that seriously. Momentum control, actually, like, I always don't know why that's a party playlist because the sandbox feels different, but it's more guns focused. But it is definitely, it is a weird one. And then Mayhem's, of course, just pure chaos. But I'm with you in the fact that more play more nodes to click on means you've got different people being split into different buckets, which makes your playlist smaller. Which is at least they're getting rid of freelance buttons because I feel like that that's was true. even more confusing. And the only people who needed the freelance buttons were the players that didn't know that they existed, that would never notice them on the UI. You know what I mean? It's like the tiniest possible node for the the player that needed it to be the biggest so that they could know where they were supposed to be. Uh, so at, at least they're automating that. I've always thought that was kind of silly that, that they're doing that. But if you think about it, the fact that they're now doing a better job at separating essentially freelance or un, unpartied groups from party groups, that means that they basically have two playlists in each of these nodes. There's a hidden playlist, right? There's the hidden one that's dividing them. I mean, and maybe yeah, they can trying combine to them when, they're, when their backs are up against the wall, they can combine them. But they've got so many layers of division in their matchmaking already connection skill the size of their party yep. all these things and now they've got six buttons you have to click on the yeah. division between i don't really understand why control is separate and not clash wouldn't it make sense like if you're gonna have one basic game mode for everyone to play it would just be a team deathmatch and then like I, you I have think rift control mayhem or like all the objective modes and like yeah. uh, playlist if you were I don't, gonna even, I don't even, I don't one. if you were going to do it which I don't even think they should yeah, but I think the reason objective party like that I would think be the reason a... they always put control first is because to them it's the OG mode for destiny it's the what it's the one that makes people work together and it makes them feel like they're not call of duty I, I think it's it like also an feels like it's thing. the one that can have the biggest swings though like clash I mean granted if you get down it's a little harder to come back depending on how it goes but clash is truly just are you slaying out not objectives, are you managing the map? Is like as long as spawn locations are reasonable and I'm not halfway across the map when I come in in the middle of the other team. Flash always feels like they can be closer matches, they can be tougher fights, but that's like you're working on gunplay. The objective, like, 
I, I know they lean on control so much and the objective is not a bad thing to play, but the average person just goes in to shoot stuff. So if team deathmatch was the thing where you go in and shoot the other teammates, the other team in the head, then in theory, you would have more people focused on that. And then if they went into, this is the objective base playlist, rift, zone control, control, whatever 14 variations of control that you've got, they're all going to be in one place. Flash sucks in 6v6. That's what some are saying in chat. By the way, you have a lot of love in chat. Um, Sap, just FYI, we got Mirren in here. Myron? I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Myron? You can say it however you like. How is it said? It's said Myron. Myron, okay, sorry. Um, and then Crunions, both. Lots of love coming your way. So they were. Yeah, those guys suck. <laughs> um. But yeah, it is weird how we just got done. Didn't we just get done consolidating down to like control and clash together? And now they're splitting them up again. This did not it last was, that it, long. They got rid of Rumble too. Like they just like they tried to make it as few playlists as possible. And there was like literally two, wasn't there? Yeah, because be I think Rumble was in the like 6v6 rotator and then it was like control and clash. And I feel like in the comp and... comp and I'll be honest. I think it was literally I, comp I get, and then get, sixes for a little bit. I think there was only two I get, playlists. I get that they some people Rumble. like Rumble, and I get that they, like you know we've had guests on the show where like all they play is Rumble. And yeah, I, Lego. I get, like a, I get that there's a, but my problem with it is that free for all has no identity in Destiny. There's no other free for all modes. There's one, and I honestly think it belongs in party games. Sorry, they either have to throw it in a, in a, a playlist with a bunch of other things, or they have to flesh out the identity of a free-for-all. That's what every other game does. They come up with a bunch of free-for-all modes, and then it becomes its own playlist. No, I, I think would... if it's just one mode, it doesn't, you, it doesn't warrant it. It would be nice if it had multiple sorry. modes. Just, yeah, mean... there should be a sixes playlist, a threes playlist, and a rumble playlist. Yeah. yeah like a, I a wish more mode. people actually went into rumble just because they were randomly put in there. Like if it was control, clash, and rumble. You would have one yeah. objective mode, you would have one slay mode, and you would have one solo mode. And I know some people wouldn't enjoy that, but every soft if you're put in there, you have to think on your own, and you got to be aware of everything. It's at that point you're like, all right, I have to pay attention to every... And it makes you more aware. I'm a mediocre PvP player, but if I play Rumble even a little bit, I feel like, okay, I'm watching the radar a little more, trying to play and cover more, trying not to be exposed from all different directions, and it'll make you a better teammate later on when you go into that team deathmatch later on. It would be nice to see, I don't know, Rumble is one of those that I know people don't want to go into because they're going to lose. But if you still try and do as good as you can, even if I'm in the bottom half of the leaderboard, but if I feel like I made a little progress also, just of my own skill, I still enjoy that. And I know that's also, not something everybody's going to do, but... Need I remind you that it doesn't matter, E. Victory doesn't matter in these playlists we're talking about. I know, has, nothing is... You don't, even have, you don't even have win streaks anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so what streaks. what yeah. what actually is the point of of I, I I get that like there's a very specific use case where there's like a group of people who love Rumble and they want to play just that. I get that. But if I had to pick between the health of the player population and the 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 division of all these different playlists and those people having to just create a Reddit group where they can meet so they can set up private matches, sorry, I'm picking that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it's crazy. I don't, I don't understand what they're doing. This is the one. So I read this like while we were on the show, uh, cause I didn't, I have had zero time to think about destiny this week. Um, 
but that was the one thing that I think most of this is very good. I'm I'm happy to see these changes, but that yeah. was the one that really I just don't get what their strategy is here. People are complaining. I because here's the reason I think it matters. Because I feel like we're going to have uh something happen like uh the um sunsetting, weapon sunsetting thing where skill-based matchmaking gets axed again. And then everybody goes, oh, they finally are going back because it was a bad idea. And then everybody who actually knows anything about the games industry or matchmaking and how it works says, no, it's it's that they did it wrong, <laughs> that they didn't actually create an an ecosystem to support that thing, because that's exactly what happened with with matchmaking or with the uh, sunsetting is, is it wasn't sunsetting as a bad idea. It was the way that they did it was the worst possible way. And so um, I, I have I have this worry that people are going to go, oh, like we've seen some of it already. Like, oh, con connection, my connection's so bad, my game, I, I see all this lag and stuff like that. And they're blaming skill-based matchmaking as the reason for it. To buy my money, the way they have their playlists organized is a way bigger problem than skill-based matchmaking. Because if you consolidate playlists, you can do a lot more with your matchmaking, the, all the different ways you're dicing it. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think you can do that with this system that they have, and it do, it makes no sense to me. So for you, Sep, I wanted to ask, like, when it comes, what would you? Are there certain? Is there a certain playlist setup that would annoy you? Like, if it was too much variety in your quick play button? I mean, you said you typically go to comp most of the time because you don't want to go into the chaos of sixes. So would you like sixes, threes, and ones, or where would you like to see? What's the dream yeah, setup I for you since you are living in this thing a lot? Yeah, I think having uh, I think having just literally sixes, threes, and ones would be great. I think if Rumble got more love, like Travis said, that would be great, and that way there were a couple of different game modes and like a reason to to try it. I think uh, people really steer away from free for all, but free for all playlists are a great way to improve yourself because it really is just you uh, getting more comfortable in these maps by yourself as opposed to being reliant or hiding or anything like that. So Exotic get a lot more gun game. aware. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I, I think you can mix party modes in with uh, sixes because sixes aren't meant to be taken seriously in the first place. Exactly. So, like, what's wrong with having a controller or clash match and then going into a mayhem match? This, it, you're not supposed to be in there, like doing your absolute best just to win every single game. You're supposed to be in there because you want a casual game mode to play. So, there's nothing wrong with it being, you know, a little bit more yeah. mixed in. Yeah, and if it's a social playlist or quick play, and you were with a group of four people. You know, you don't have any incentive to like gang up on the two people that aren't in your party or anything like that. It's not like there's like a mechanical reason to do it. It would be the people who are in the party laughing as they kill each other. The two other people who are not in the party, the randoms, just also being part of that game mode. And then afterward, you get a new playlist. There's also another way around this, which is that you can have people vote. Lots of games do that. They have voting mechanics where you can vote on the yeah. map or the map playlist. Or so nice to have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People ask yeah, for that for a while. I gave up on that like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Like this is, these are things, but like that, there's ways to solve this stuff. And I, I just, I really, really do not get their strategy. But I'm gonna stop being negative about PvP because I'm. They've done a lot of other stuff that makes me feel like maybe they're not giving up on it. Because if you would ask me at the beginning of Lightfall what i thought about pvp i'd be like it's dead dude they're they have no interest in sustaining this thing but uh this inspired some confidence in me so i'm I'm bungie i'm happy with all the stuff on this it's great i really think you need to think about 
consolidating this. There's got to be a better. In way. reality, it's just going to be everyone plays control and nothing but control, and then some people will go into the party playlist just because they want to complete some bounties and it's a little more fun. And then Crucible Labs will die. <laughs> it always <laughs> dies because it's it's never it's not used properly properly. It's like they're always like, hey, trials. That's is up the every junk weekend. playlist. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be like, hey, we're going to test a couple of like game modes or settings out in here, and like you guys should go like. But instead, it's just like, hey, this is where Clash and Rift are to die. <laughs> no yeah. players are here. Yeah, it does seem weird. I mean, as you said, Travis, like a lot of this, you I read through a lot of it, and I was like, this is generally pretty good. Splitting the playlists when you just put them together is very... It's sometimes... I know sometimes they make data-driven decisions, but sometimes they also don't let things bake long enough. Don't They don't let yeah. things settle. So, I mean, it feels like that, at least. Yeah. Sunsetting is one of those that I feel like they walked back because, you know... But it's that was, you know, a reaction to it was a reaction to the reaction of the community. It wasn't a reaction to like, hey, the fact that we didn't implement this well, we need more time to develop more weapons. It will get there. And that would have been a defense that some people would have been not happy about, but they could have at least dealt with as opposed to now eh, we're walking it back. And now they can't redo it again as opposed to sticking with it. And then this one, like you said, they could mess with the playlist again. But now if they split them apart, then you have that issue as well. The comp stuff's cool. A lot of the quality of life. Fire team based matchmaking seems to be working really well. Uh, like all the Just splits cool. and percentages look to be really, really solid generally across the board. I'm um, glad they are trying out the uh, countdown, and they'll they'll put that in the labs playlist here, like later in the season. That'll be nice. Yeah. See countdown come back and countdown rush as well. Yeah, countdown rush, countdown, and then checkmate. Um, the new set of game rules intends to create a slower paced experience for players and more opportunity to react to encounters where power spikes are earned rather than guaranteed. So that's a completely different game mode. They said they're looking at there where it's like how special ammo is acquired, ability charge rates, weapon TTK, player health settings. Uh, they said looking for season 22 for that one. Um, and they said checkmates basically a modifier they will use. So it could theoretically be applied to momentum or mayhem or other things so i'm curious what checkmate is i know a lot of people and i guess sep i wanted to ask you every so often on twitter i see this random ask and be like can we just have like a guns mode only would you want that in destiny yeah That's sure why not yeah let's just try it a bare bones where uh all you have is your your jump and and guns and that's it yeah you could even like i mean they they already put the forerunner frag grenade in just give everyone the frag grenade <laughs> Everybody has one type of grenade and everybody has, I, I but you could use their weapons. My problem with that proposal is it, I, I don't know if the, okay. I'm actually, no, and I'm not going to speak out against it because I just want them to try new shit with multiplayer modes. Exactly. It doesn't, it, it, I, it, I, it yeah. probably would, it probably would about, be bad, yeah. but I mean, it doesn't I've been, matter I've been if talking it's bad. About, you know? I've been talking about variety way too much to shut this down or, or criticize <laughs> it. So I'm just going to let it ride. You're right. You're right. So even if it's it. bad, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I still I still am a fan of Oops All Exotics. I still think that needs to. I exist. want Exotic Gun Game because if that's if, the if one they I'm do, praying for. Exotic Gun Game would be amazing, and and I, I I there's no reason to not do it. They have Mayhem. Mayhem is such an unbalanced yeah. mode. Like none of it makes sense. No. So like, why would you be afraid of? They just all you rotate through are, a couple rocket launchers, swords. You got like pulses. Everybody's got to use a sniper at some point. Sidearms. You have every different gun type in there. Everybody's got to play a little bit different. Nobody's going to be good at everything. Last thing you got to kill yeah. them with is just like just a melee punch or something. Then you back up. 
Uh, shout out to Necromancer Zeal again with the $5 super chat. I would love a mode with just primary weapons. See, some people would enjoy that. And again, I feel like if just that Vostok. was... All, oops, all Vostok. That would be great. <laughs> um, it's just Call of Duty. Yeah. No limits on exotics. You have three exotics and then five exotic pieces of armor just break the game. I mean, I wish they oh, would yeah. truly just say, hey, utter chaos, you can equip everything, go nuts. I think it would be fun for them to do that just to see how much they would let the let the experiment go because as you said it's more about the variety exotic gun game just guns only you know create we have mayhem with just abilities there's there's potential in a lot of these places and they never tap into it so it's like here's a slight shift out of the box of control again and i'm going try something else i mean i know we got rift is at least like capture the flag kind of um but not wholly but it's kind of their own taste on i always feel there are some very obvious game modes that they just don't want. They always feel like they have to make up their own. I'm like, some of this stuff is fun on its own. Yeah. King of the Hill would be nice. Oh, that'd be cool. If King of the Hill was like constantly moving as well. Mm -hmm. It'd have to be Rumble. Or like, you'd... Sure. I mean, I'd love to see them do trios. Like, three three versus three versus three. Mess with the team sizes. I've been saying that for a long time. That was like, you said that. Yeah, Yeah. multi-team. And that. Well, if you said King of the Hill... You could do six people, but you could do duos. So you could do so since the maps are smaller, I feel like that might kind of work. Let me just. I, I'd, that... I'd love to have a, a a playlist where there's you know six to eight players and it's just teams of two. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I think that the, I've said this for a long time, but I think that that's what they should have done to preserve the uh, Valentine's Day event yeah. because the problem. The problem with that mode is duos isn't particularly exciting in Destiny, but if it were very slow du- when there's four very people. slow, but it, but if it was duos with four teams, yeah, that's yeah. going to be pretty speedy. See, these are because that that's a draw because that's like a mode that doesn't exist anywhere else. We don't have you know multi-team game modes in Destiny. I don't know if that's a yeah. hard thing to program against, but I mean, there's so much chaos going on in Mayhem. I feel like you know. Four, team, four teams of two shooting guns cannot be the end of the world for some of these. By the games. way, Shut-Eyed Bandit, um, two things. This guy's saying bring back SRL, which, I, I mean, everybody agrees with that holistically, but practically it's never going to happen because of Bungie's team and the yeah. stuff that they're working on. I was like, yeah. If you got SRL back before you got PvP maps, before Gambit yeah, got people touched, would lose like, their mind. Yeah, yeah, like there's so many other um, things that are higher priority. Unfortunately. Two things. Two things, Shut-Eyed Bandit. One, uh, that would have to be a rumble mode, okay? Because it's <laughs> it is it is actually free for all mode. Yep. Second of all, it is technically PvP PVE, so it should be under the Gambit playlist. Why is it Sorry, PVE? Guys. The I'm environment just... blowing you up? Or no? no there's you there's enemies. Forklift. Oh, there, there's enemies. They shoot at you. Don't forget that about uh, SRL. There were there were bad guys in those game those uh, maps. I think the biggest enemy was that forklift in the middle of whatever map that was. That was always brutal. I don't remember that, but yeah, that mode was hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I, I just wanted to, I mean, we've talked about this a million yeah. times on the show, but yeah. man, Fiesta game mode in destiny with how many guns there are. Ooh, ooh, that would, be, that would crazy. be, that would be impossible to code, but like there's so many. <laughs> yeah. Just a few thousand guns with a few million perk rolls. All good. But a bunch, you can handle it. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Uh, Yeah. I mean, a lot of this is, as we said, it's like it's it's a step in the right direction. It's a little cautious optimism to say, hey, there is some focus on PvP. There's a dedicated artist for the comp playlist. You've got a transmat effect. You've got 
by seasonal weapons alone for comp, that's better than I thought we were going to see in a season and a half. So, I mean, we're doing pretty good there. And then the fact that, you know, we've got a couple maps. The, the map design speed is the one question I have. Because brutally it, slow it in is, comparison to how other games or how Bungie used to do it. And that's yeah. that's the problem is the comparison contrast, right? Yep. Is we didn't get a map for three years and then it we got one and then nobody liked it. And now we're getting one more. <laughs> yeah, the Vex Network. I don't map. know. I don't know if they have PvP map designers. I know there's a lot of their uh PvP people working on a different game, so I don't yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on. That, yeah, that feels like what it has to be at this point is like the entire PvP collective of Bungie shifted to that other game that we probably won't hear about for a couple of years. But it feels like Which they all crazy. had to go there. But it doesn't like make eight, any sense otherwise to me. I feel like we're about like eight new maps deep in in need for Crucible right now. Yeah. I mean they just I and mean there's how so many... many maps that like are out of rotation that people have never played. <laughs> like there are so many new destiny players that have never played some of these maps that emperors or spite. Yeah. I brought that up on stream the other day and people had no idea what I was talking about. You're like, you know, the ship, on, the one of the Leviathan and there's plenty of people even yeah. who are PVE players. are like, what's the Leviathan? What's the Leviathan? Yeah. yeah Although that's that been map, in and out of the game map, twice. That map did legitimately suck. It, spe specific, it sucked at the time. For, I think it would be fine right control? now. Is it control? The it one could, where one was it. hella far away. Yeah, and it was like oh, really unbearable. It, it it did genuinely suck, but it, I I think with just a couple updates and then having it as like a basic mode or have it as rumble or trials or I think it'd be fine. Yeah, should I been that you're popping off here in the comments because I also agree about vehicle combat. So I have this theory that, um, uh, that Destiny when they announced destiny's pvp it was supposed to be much more like halo's like big team battle where there were like vehicles and stuff like that and there's going to be all this interplay with with large stuff on the battlefield and then i think at some point that just got cut they were like we're working on other stuff and they took out all those maps or took the took out the vehicles at least and it, it just sort of became this relic of of what would have been destiny and i think ever since then pvp has been lost I think as soon as they changed that very like fundamental thing about Destiny, they've tried to refurbish it. They did trials uh, during the the House of Wolves period of the game, and I, I just think they. I've said this on this uh, show before, but all the big maps and the designs they have, I I'm willing to bet the team they had was no longer the team they needed to make Destiny PvP because if you hire a team of PvP people and they're big map design interplay with vehicles like all that stuff and then you tell them okay that's no longer in the game now you need to make you know 4v4 matches that are like really tight and have like lanes and stuff that complete that's like a completely different skill set that's like a, a really big shift so i've always felt like they they missed the mark initially or, or made a change and and they've never really recovered from that like ever that's just what it feels like to me Yeah, well, she's I mean, definitely been at a, th a throw everything against the wall and see what sticks for a while. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like we're actually headed in a direction. It just feels like they're seeing what works right now. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, that's why Crucible Labs has some stuff that nobody touches. But yeah, it does feel like random stuff that I mean, we've had multiple PvP guests on stream just to talk about, hey, what could possibly good for, be good for the PvP world? 
And we can come up with some ideas. feels like some of these could be experiments. I don't know how hard they are to develop. Like, I don't know how hard multi-team is to develop. But over the course of all these years, it feels like some of this stuff could have been tried by now. Sparrows with guns, at least. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a whole different animal, because then you got people driving around in PvP with Mario Kart. But um, it would be hilarious, though. But yeah, it's like, for the state of PvP as a... Mid-level PvP player. I've always played some. Never taken it too hardcore. I've been to the Lighthouse one or two times, mostly just because I've been carried there. Never made it really myself. The double uh, Mercy thing might actually be a chance for me to try if I have some decent... Since I'm no longer facing three stacks, it might be an option. Um, nice. I'd like to try at least. Cog actually went. He went to the Lighthouse solo flawless this past week. and I was like, Yeah, That's I funny. think so. Uh, so he got that one all on his own. So that was, I was actually kind of wanting him to be on here for the, for this discussion, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, I mean, I've always enjoyed PVP because it is one of those things that you can take it as serious as you want in this game. And they are getting better at giving more hardcore places to dive into it if you want to. And that's why some people are like, I know trials has been kind of a hot button for you, Travis, for a while. It is a shell of what it used to be. It's not quite the same. But it is a different mentality when I step in there. Even for me, if I go in as a solo player, I definitely take it more seriously than quick play where I'm just like throwing my body literally at the wall half the time. Where I'm just like, I will sacrifice my body to try and get that like that objective or just, you know, trade kills. And it's I'm not thinking about it too much. I will take it a little different. So just playing trials and just, you know, one or like just the 60-40 rule just to play my position a little better it's like or if i pay attention be like huh wonder why i died there i was in the middle of the open just little things that i start noticing for me help when i play something like trials a little bit more it's like hey here's this where are people coming from pay attention to the radar where's it helps but also i know for somebody who's wants it to be 3v3 talking intense hardcore it's not quite the same comp is trying yeah i've i'm i'm okay with it at this yeah. point like I, you know a couple years ago was it over one year ago i can't remember when it was but yeah. when that change was made it felt like they were giving up on a mode that i really wished that they would have put more time into developing and making it work because i i still believe that it could work if they wanted to develop that and they basically just said no we're not gonna even try anymore we're gonna do this other thing and it's not really the mode that i fell in love with it's not the the same trials mode but at this point you know it belongs to a different group of people and it is a different thing and you know it is what it is so i'm happy yeah. that more people are playing it um i'm happy that uh that it's it's kind of starting to get its own little identity and and people are feeling good about it and you know cog is able to just like log on and solo queue and get his way to lighthouse that's cool glad to see it but yeah i'll, I'll there'll always be like a little you know place in my heart for like og trials and what yeah. that was but I, I just think that's just not the game that destiny is anymore and for better or for worse so no. yeah well Sep, as we kind of get towards the end of the show, I wanted to ask you as the just kind of on the current state of destiny with regards to lightfall, where things are settling out as we're like, you know, four or five weeks into the season, where are you with kind of the state of, you know, where does this next year look for you? Is Are you optimistic? Are you kind of negative on it? And then also, if you had a wish for PvP, if you had a bungee please and they would actually listen to you and just put it straight in the game, what would that be? Bungee please. Oh, man. <laughs> Just a wish, huh? So, um, <laughs> so as far as uh, the competitive playlist goes, um, I do want them to give ladder based a go. I think Bungie 
has a little bit of a stubbornness when it comes to things that they come up with where they're like, nope, this is how we're doing it. We're not trying it any other way. Um, so I, I really wish that they would get out of the comfort zone as far as that goes and, and you know, be willing to, to do maybe what other games are traditionally doing. They can always add their own spin on it, but I, I feel like they're pretty prideful when it comes to like the the new crucible modes and the, like the checkmate buff, uh, whatever that will be when it's coming, where they're like, nope, Destiny has to be completely unique. And I'm like, it it's already a very unique game in how it plays. You know, it would be nice if we we took and added some things uh, to it that, you know, were successful in other games or things that we've seen work in Halo, things that the old Bungie made, you know. I think that would be uh, really nice to see in PvP. Um, the reason I want to see ladder-based uh, for competitive is specifically because I think that would lead into leaderboards, and you know that is something that the PvP players have have wanted for a while. Just just a number to strive for. At the end of the day, that's really all Destiny. That's why we all love Destiny. Is this is just one big number go up simulator that we've all fallen for, um, and you know we all want the shiny things at the end of the tunnel. So having cosmetics like an emblem every season that was that was a really great addition that i'm really happy to see um as far as like a big wish for changes in the crucible i want genuine love to the party mode side of destiny i don't think i think mayhem is an extremely boring idea uh it's just you know taking what destiny already was and adding you know a shorter timer to it I think that we can see Bungie be a lot more creative when it comes to things like that. It's a cooldown setting. Yeah, it's it's literally a cooldown setting. I want to see I want to see love to the party game modes, and I want to see a lot of love to private matches. I think that like having custom games as opposed to private matches. Yeah, actual custom games, actual like modifiers, a whole bunch of settings that you could change or or weapon lockouts for like uh, people running tournaments, things like that. Uh, just a lot more settings as far as private matches go i think would go a long way for the pvp players especially in content creation i think that would be really nice to see but as far as the direction i I think the direction's good uh lightfall success i i think the biggest problem with lightfall is the price tag i think it was if they priced it at you know what was shadow keep shadow keep was like a 30 dollar dlc i believe if it was like around that I, I think that would have been like more reasonable to set expectations differently. I think everyone had a lot of expectation for Lightfall because it was like, oh, we're finally going to battle with the witness and we're finally getting all these things. We're getting this crazy new subclass. And although the subclass, you know, it feels great, it's not exactly got a lot of damage to it. So people aren't like uh, using it a ton in PVE. Um, and since it is more movement based, a lot of people aren't using it in PVP because, you know, it doesn't exactly give them that edge. It's, it's just something that a few of us are like really learning to have fun with. So although that Lightfall has a lot of quirks and it is overall enjoyable for me, it just wasn't a lot. I think that that's the biggest problem with Lightfall is it, it was some good quality, but not a lot of quantity. And it just, you know, it, it takes you back to like other DLCs where you're like, man, I was playing like I was playing for the first two weeks in Witch Queen, but in Lightfall day two, I'm like, oh, I don't really know what to do um so it was just it it was kind of like a a a weird confusing uh time for a lot of players so i i don't think we're gonna see a huge population uh drop from here i think we're just gonna see our pretty uh our pretty normal like players will go down uh for the next like four months and then back up because the hype for final shape it 
I, th- I think as far as the health of the game, I'm not worried. Destiny has this weird habit of dying and coming back to life over and over. And it's just, it's the way the game is and always has been. And I think that um, as far as the storytelling, st- storytelling standpoint, a lot of people are going to come back for a season of the deep because that's kind of everyone's favorite kind of stories when it's more about the hive and the taken and all that stuff so i think we're going to see a nice influx of uh players next season that might enjoy i think some of us might enjoy the season in the dungeon more than lightfall to be honest just because of the theme alone if they do a decent job with storytelling so Ooh, i forgot that's dungeon time yeah that's always exciting yeah. so I, th- I think if they nail the the theme correctly the i think that might actually have a, a pretty decent uh influx in players so um as far as like health of the game, state of the game for the next year, I'm not worried. Um, but I am hoping that we keep going uh, in the direction that we are going as far as PvP goes. And we don't just settle at like, okay, cool, they're happy. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, we got them to shut up for five minutes. Go do something else. You guys like yeah. the emblem? All right, bye. <laughs> yeah. Here's your one. Yeah, that's kind of the hope. I I, I appreciate that it would be a continual discussion point now is it starting to be a little bit more frequent that we hear about crucible that is mentioned in like, you know, the state of the game here and that like a little bit more, a little bit more gambit should just probably be a private match thing at this point. Not part of really anything. If you want to go play it, you can, but it doesn't really need to be tied to anything. But yeah, the fact that crucible is getting some focus, the map thing still kind of blows my mind a little bit. But other than that, yeah, it was the fact that we knew early on, like Lightfall got one strike and we get one new PVP map in what is it season 22 or 23 when we finally get that Vex network one it's going to be way later and we still don't even have a Europa one so maps would be nice maybe that will come in time but yeah hopefully in about 2 years we see this PVP game that they've probably been working on in the background seems like it's coming what are you what are you shaking your head at Travis just the state of PVP That's yeah the map specifically silly yeah. game being fun yep well um, anything well, else good yeah. yeah somehow turned a pvp week into a full two-hour podcast <laughs> somehow we do that every time i mean yeah that's that's what we what do i'm here for so yeah. little <laughs> and so much to talk about oh i know i mean that's the thing it's like oh you want to talk about what game modes could possibly exist that's a whole podcast like there's so much you could do yeah just trying to see what bungie will actually do is always the fun part well, um, Sep, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. I know Cog wishes he was here. He's roaming around the halls of Pax East, wherever that thing's located. I always forget where it's actually at. <laughs> um, Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Um, but as we wrap up, this is kind of the time for the floor is yours to tell people where to find you for your content streams, Instagram, TikTok, if you got anything else. But maybe don't drop your OnlyFans here, but everything else is probably fine. Not here? Okay. We'll you can drop link it. Um, I mean, if you want so... to. Okay, good, good. Yeah. So I do stream work. on Twitch about uh, six days a week. Uh, I am doing almost exclusively PvP content. I do uh, PvE content as well, but I stream mostly in the evenings and nights. I do have a YouTube channel that I upload to pretty regularly. Um, recently, you know, it's it's been a little awkward as far as the timing go, but I've been pretty consistent with it with, a, I believe, a couple hundred videos. So I'm really proud of that. Um, and then I am always on Twitter to the point of an addiction. So you guys oh. can pretty much find me in all those places. Have you gone Twitter blue? Are you blue? Oh, God, no. My stubbornness will not allow me. 
<laughs> no. You're like, I will use my own third-party authenticator app. I will not get it for you. Well, yeah. also they're they're taking the check mark away from verified users, which, yeah. which now, like, if you buy it, it actually is useless. Because before you could buy it and like try to pretend like you had clout, but like now that you know the president of the United States isn't going to be verified. What a goofy blue app. Yeah, it's so dumb. So. It's a journey to watch this trash fire continue to roll forward, but it's something. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, for anybody listening, please definitely go check them out. If you want to see how a hunter can move at a very high level, that alone will probably keep you interested in those streams because you'll see, be like, well, this is what I want to hopefully be able to do someday. Oh, it's very fun. I'll teach you all the tricks. There you go. Travis, nice. what do you got in the works? You playing more Diablo this weekend? Do you actually get a break this weekend? I do not get a break, no. Um, so the Diablo review uh, in progress, what we're doing is we're just like putting out our impressions as often as we can. So I put out a video and an article this week that's sort of my impressions of the first weekend, and then I'm doing it again after this coming weekend. So I'm going to have an update on all of the new stuff I saw and played. So Necromancer talk, uh, Druid talk, anything else I find or think of that I didn't get to talk about in the first article. And then uh, leading into the final review, um, I'm going to do it again. You know, once I have access to the entire full game, then I'm going to play through every single ounce of content they give me and then do the review. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm plenty busy with that. And then also um, at GCX this week, I played a bunch of games. Uh, I played a game Crash Team Rumble, which is a Crash Bandicoot multiplayer game that's pretty entertaining. Um, you can read my preview on that. And then I'm going to have a preview uh, for a game called Endless Dungeon uh, go live next week. Um, and then also, um, we've got uh, the conclusion to the month-long coverage of IGN's f- cover story this month uh, about Remnant 2. Um, this week, we put out some footage of a boss fight. Um, the mother mind. I uh, saw that's the, pretty good. What is it? The game director who somebody tweeted about the coverage or something. I saw that. Today. Yeah. So uh, what happened was um, he provided the footage and he forgot to turn off God mode for part of it. So you can see the character getting hit and not taking damage. And the reason nope. he felt like he had to comment on it is because everybody was commenting on YouTube going, oh, wow, IGN turned on journalist mode and, you know, they don't know how to play video games and stuff like that. Obviously, I was like in there in the comments being like, "Okay, calm down. We didn't record this footage. I don't even know how to turn on God mode. Like, you know, you need to you need to sit down. Uh, But he felt bad. So he he commented on Twitter to let everybody know that it was his fault. Um, He's a great guy. Uh, We've been we've been uh, buddies on Discord uh, the past couple of weeks. and then uh, next week, we're concluding the coverage as the month comes to a close. I'm going to have one final article that is a full preview of Remnant 2, and I'll be able to talk about 80% of what I saw in the Gunfire Games office um, and kind of open the kimono on on everything that, that I'm allowed to talk about. Um, and uh, I may also be doing an AMA on the uh, Reddit uh, for Remnant 2 as well. Um, where people can just ask me questions about the game. So um, it's been super fun doing IGN first, super exhausting, especially since it coincided with GCX and the Destiny review and now the Diablo double uh, review impressions pieces. Um, But uh, it's been a super cool month, and uh, I'm excited to play more Destiny as well once I'm done with Diablo this weekend and have more time. 
Well, it does. I can only imagine the traffic on your guys' side for Diablo and probably everywhere right now. Because when that thing, uh, when that thing drops in June, I feel sorry for Destiny, mm-hmm. honestly, because the new season, like season of the deep, is going to be cool. And I feel like when they do the dungeons, it's always like the first couple of weeks, maybe third week, they might drop a dungeon. So it's usually pretty early, so people get time to play it. And that is quite literally going to be damn near the exact same time Diablo drops. So I'm really not looking forward to that timing of both, but definitely yeah. looking forward to playing. It's like impossible to cover that game in Destiny. So excited to play Diablo. I'm so yeah, sad you to play hear a that it's bit? frying 3080 Ti, so I have not touched it yet. Wait, oh, you haven't? <laughs> Why specifically 3080 Ti's? Is there something? It, well, something? it's it's the same problem that a lot of uh, games that are coming out have, where um, when you launch it, they don't cap the frames, uh, so you'll run at 4,000 frames and your card will die. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it's happening to only 3080 Ti's, but that just happens to be the card of the week, I guess. I was gonna say I knew 4090s had the issue. Kind of on their launch with the cord and everything, but the 30s don't have the same cord. So that's I know what you mean on the frame rate cap, though. Like you could have you do you New go World into the had control? That, issue for a while too. that was the one that did it. New World had the issue. Do you go into the control panel and just like hard cap it there for literally everything? You could do that. Uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, I, I have that, but it, I don't think it'll actually cap your uh, your graphics card though, will it? I think your graphics card will still try to push past it. No. Because like in Destiny, I'll still run 600 frames even though I have the cap in the control panel. Because the cap's just for your... I think it's just choosing your monitor uh, refresh rate, isn't it? Oh, I'd have to look into it and see again. I thought that was an option that would help. But yeah, the the hard-coded settings in the game, of course, could override it. It's an option. I'll, ju- I'll just play the most recent Diablo 3 season until... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> season 28. It's actually good, season 28. Uh, I, I heard they have like skill trees and stuff. I haven't tried yeah, it yet. It's cool. Um, yeah, my impressions of Diablo 4, though, in case you're curious, are it's really damn good, yeah. much better than I was expecting. Um, That's good. Yeah, you can you can hear it in my my uh, video. Um, oh, yeah. I also accidentally called Lilith the Lord of Hatred instead of the Daughter of Hatred in my video review. Oh, and no, totally got ever, just destroyed. For nobody will ever let me let me uh, live that down. Yes. I, I wrote Daughter of Hatred in my review. I just said it wrong in the VO. And so uh, that that's been hilarious. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's fun being on the internet, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so you, miss, great. you, you miss say speak. one thing wrong and it sticks yep. forever. Yeah, dude, I it's called it, roar it, the bear, roar the boar, and uh, it's still <laughs> sticking around. I'm like, it just yeah, makes more like, sense. <laughs> roar of the yeah, boar, like, it's supposed dude, to roar I, the bear. Do you have any idea how many lores I have to keep straight in my head at one time? Like, yeah. you know, you're working on a different game every couple minutes, and they all use these made up ass words and. It's just, yeah, it, 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 it's brutal sometimes. People do not let you off for the slight mispronunciation in your VO and stuff like that. So it's, it's just yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will be trying to both play Destiny and Diablo at the same time, which I just need uh, about four sets of hands and four eyeballs for. But that is... Good luck. Yeah, I know. Honestly, like, I mean, I played... I think I got to... I played Monday and snuck in a few hours, like when everybody was basically asleep or napping over the weekend because I had family in town. I got to like level 12 or 13 on the sorcerer and there was one point in exploring. I found an area that was like level 15. It was a like three sister succubus or bosses, like three sisters in a little area. I was getting my ass kicked at like level 11 against 15. I was like, I'm going to have to come back later. So <laughs> it's just one of those moments where I'm going, yeah, your level's going to make a difference. So if you, well, that's interesting because I, I, the way I understand it is that the world does level with you. That there's not areas where you can walk up to and just get your butt kicked, but it maybe it was like a public event or a higher level activity because there's certain activities that are level locked, 
Um, but it was like most of the one. world levels with you. Most of it seemed to be fine. It was this one area, and I'll probably have it like marked on my map when I go back in. There was one area I got to, and I was like level 11. I just kind of I was running around everywhere and doing just probably exploring, just trying to fill out the map a little bit. But I got okay. to one point, and then it was an area of a town, and you would go into each of the houses, and you would kind of there was like a kind of a demonic altar, and every time you'd break the altar, it would oh. like spawn some ads. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and but I was 11 and it was 15 and I was like I was like basically kiting everything to kill it all and I could eventually get it all dead by kiting it and kind of running away and then spawn the next house and do the same thing. But when you go into the arena with the three like the three boss ladies or whatever they were, I couldn't go that far and I was just getting worked. It was like I was I found a place when I was over level. I was like, "Okay, yep." But I got even in my short time I got one legendary. No, I got two. Yeah, and they were they are going to be the things to go for cuz and you see like four things line up, two levels on a skill. Yeah, Diablo, the addiction may be back. I honestly think if you're worried about Diablo, open beta is free to completely everybody this weekend. Try it. But I warn you, you may get addicted because I think they're going to nail this one so far. Now, yeah. we'll see. But I think this one definitely has potential to give you a solid 40, 50 hours for a campaign and some end game, depending on how deep you want to go and Paragon levels and all that stuff. Which which would be nice because You're I just boy, assumed boy. that it was going to be awful on launch, like Diablo three, and then it'll be great yeah. in like two years. Yeah. I'm like, no, Diablo four is going to be an amazing game eventually. I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be good yet. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's, that's sort of you know, it's it's funny. Um, IGN actually gave Diablo three at launch a ten out of ten. Ah, yes, I love bias, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, that, feels, that game was that game it's was not about bias, at launch. It's, it's not about bias. It's like, you know, whoever played it, I believe that they thought that. I just would not have been my score at all. So <laughs> no, I don't think um, it would have been anybody. I'm worried that even if Diablo 4 is amazing, I'm not I'm gonna give it less than a 10, and then people will do that thing they always do, which is go, Oh my god, you gave Diablo 3 a 10 and Diablo 4 is a nine, or you know, whatever the score ends up being. Yeah, but you um, didn't review that one, so different. I didn't people. review that game. Yeah, and you know, the hindsight's 2020. I I I, I would wonder if the person who reviewed that would stand by that 10 now because I don't know. I mean, clearly they were a fan and they had fun. I, I believe that they felt it was a 10 at the time. But like that's that's like I watched that review. I was like, damn, this is crazy. <laughs> I would not have I would not have voted. Yeah. I would not have given that a, a 10. So it you didn't go. seem like it was quite there, but no. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got uh, got an interesting kind of time coming up. Unreal Engine looks like it's just going to be making real life people soon so yeah lots of fun stuff to look forward to and then destiny is going to keep trucking along doing its thing and we'll be here for it destiny will be destiny i'm yeah. really hoping next season does some fantastic things i think it i think it could got a lot I'm of potential that. between season of the deep and a dungeon and lore and if they can keep the pvp they're gonna, they're gonna kill off they're gonna kill off the gunsmith he's gonna get killed by a random you know vex. kill off banshee he gets killed by his own his sword, sword lament and then all of a sudden it's just like yeah. all meta yeah well, Seth, thank you. Um, the outros kind of went a little long there, but that's uh, kind of <laughs> how it goes sometimes. Thank you so much for your time. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, but as we wrap up again. this episode, make sure all of you guys go follow him, watch his streams, go look how PvP should be done, as opposed to if you ever see me playing it. Uh, and to everybody out there for this episode as we wrap it up, episode number 242 for March 23rd. Getting into April, this year is moving right along. So thank you guys very much. And for this episode, it has been... The last word? The last <laughs> word. <laughs>